Rhino was in NXT? Yes. Dang. He was everywhere. I mean, he wanted to... I think I listened to a Chris Van Vliet, who, by the way, he does really good interviews. Yeah, he's good, too. I like him a lot, as well. Chris Van Vliet. He's not a very good uh, uh, ringside uh, interviewer, but he's a good... uh, No, he's not, but he's a good interviewer, yeah. And, like, he gets, like... He's had like Spike Dudley on like now. He had he had Muhammad Hassan on or the guy who played Muhammad Hassan. On. Yeah, that's He's cool. Yeah, that's interesting. But, uh, I wonder like how, how it was for him because I wonder if he got like death threats and stuff. He's, he probably did. That's what this podcast should be: us just recounting old interviews yeah. that people. Oh man, hey, I listen to hey, don't listen those interviews. Just listen to us wrap it up. <laughs> no, if we're if we're talking about a podcast. Um, I listened to a Mark Marin interview Mitch Hedberg's widow because she's a comic too. Oh, this was recent. No, it was like ten years ago. Okay. Hey, I'm just talking about recapping podcast, man. That's it. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast recap. I am your host, Pod Potterson. Pod Potterson. <laughs> That's cute. I like that. Hell yeah. Uh, welcome to the Gimmick Street Wrestling Podcast, everybody. <laughs> Ooh, the three-man band is back together. Woo! I just said don't call us. Where's the three-man band? I am Funky Sam Medina, and I'm alongside comedian Pratik Srivastava. Hello, Squared Circle. It's good to be here with my uh, my, my my tag team three-way trios. We're, we're officially an AEW trios where we can qualify. Um uh, we did do an episode without we did like the, the the bonus episode, but it's good to be back with you guys. I, I prefer it. Hell yeah, hell yeah, as do I. And also with us is from the band leveled Xavier Vacuna. Hello, hello world. Cheers to all. Cheers. Do you guys hear that music? I'm gonna mute myself for a second. I don't hear any music. Just a slight ringing in my ear. I assume the music will play in the... This is for post. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. outside my garage playing a lot of music in their car. And it wasn't oh, okay. Happy. I, I think you meant our, the theme that... Yeah, no, you yeah, don't hear dude. that music. You don't hear that music. Oh, for but our I listeners, just... when, uh, when the... when the This is for our listeners. When the new theme was released, I just assumed Xavier did it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just assumed that. Um, and then Sam was like, no, I took care of it. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I found it online. <laughs> I won't tell them who it is so they don't find it too. Those bad <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, this That's is the real dunk 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 when we get lawyers after those dunk yeah. I, uh, I found some fun wrestling news that we could talk about real quick. You guys want to just shoot the news real quick? Um, Sonya Deville tore ACL. Uh, bad oh. news for the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. I say just give him back to Liv Morgan and, and Raquel Rodriguez. Let's just call it. Isn't game. Liv injured Liv too? Isn't that too. The- oh, she yeah. is. Damn it. Yeah. Who isn't hurt these days? Right. Oh. Yes, guy. Yeah, I, be- I believe. <laughs> I know two guys that are injured. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I believe that's why they gave him up was because of the oh uh, the, injury. the injury. Yeah. Yeah, she got injured. She came back, and they gave her the titles back, and then she got injured again. Yeah, I think it was something um, where, like, uh, somebody was like, "Live, you're not on SummerSlam." She's like, "I'm injured." Like, like, calm down. Oh, like, no. well, yeah, okay. I guess they can find other people. Anyways, um, Tori Seal should probably be out for what six? When days? did she tear it? Like tonight? Uh, so, so for those, like, on SmackDown. 
Oh, not tonight on. No, oh, it was God. before before yeah, before Friday. SummerSlam. I'm trying to go before SummerSlam news here. Oh shit! Yeah, it was the day before, huh? Yeah, it was Friday night SmackDown. Bummer. I saw. It yeah. looked real. real you look bad. up, Sam. Where was that? Because it's always interesting when they do. You know, if you go back to the first WrestleMania, there was a house show the night before. But generally, for a big four pay per view nowadays, they don't do a they don't run something before. But it seems like in these in this past year. They've been doing a lot of like SmackDowns before, you know, Elimination Chamber, Smack, Go Home SmackDown before uh, Backlash. It seems like now it's like these guys and girls are working the night before a big pay per view, and I think that's I think that's wild, you know. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is crazy. Before even WrestleMania, now there's the SmackDown. They do the SmackDown Hall of Fame combo, so like guys and girls are working literally the night before these big pay per views. It's it's wild, you know, and all night. If you think about it, because you're shooting this, you're shooting that. And yeah. I believe, no, I don't think they do this for like a SummerSlam or WrestleMania, but I, I believe for like one of the, it might've been, maybe it was Backlash. I think there was a, a, a house show that ran the Sunday after Backlash. Ooh. For maybe, who obviously it wasn't, I don't think anyone from Backlash worked it. So at least like, oh, you do Backlash, you get the day off. But like, okay. people that weren't on it, they ran it the night before. So yeah, I just, I find that so, it's just interesting what guys and girls, like people don't think about the travel, how stressful that is for these people, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the wear and tear. And it, I mean, as far as scheduling, I think it's kind of cool, right? As far as like AEW does it a lot. They'll do, you know, the same, the same city twice, right? You'll have right. Rampage or whatever. You'll have Dynamite and like, you know, SmackDown here. You know, I don't know if it was Detroit, but WWE does tend to have that like mirrored, you know, same city, same, same schedule. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, so. something easy. Uh, I think even during the Attitude Era it would be like the Sunday would be the pay-per-view and then Monday Raw would be at that same city or something yeah. very close by. Like they made it easy for them back then, you know, like. Which yeah. is fine. Uh, SmackDown was in uh, Dayton, Ohio, at the Nutter Center. Nutty, okay. Nutty. <laughs> so it's not too bad. Butter, the Nutter yeah. Butter Center, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the Nutter Butter, like oh, the yeah. KFC Yum Center. <laughs> so oh, yeah, they I weren't in the same building, but uh, I mean, but you know what? The greatest name is the Smoothie King Center. That's the- yes, that is the greatest name. I dig it. Uh, another news, uh, Kyrie Sane, Kyrie, uh, what's her name? Kyrie, just Kyrie now. It used to be Kyrie. Well, she's Hojo. just Kyrie. Hojo. Now it's just Kyrie. Uh, yes. Kyrie announced <laughs> that she will be wrapping up in Japan and she will be signing with the WWE again. It's pretty exciting. crazy. Oh, I wonder if this has anything to do with you know, maybe a new champion being crowned huh? and she wants to work with people. Well, again, this was actually announced the day of SummerSlam, earlier in the day. So nutty. I saw the rumblings like beforehand, but now it's like official. But I don't, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Well, who knows? Maybe it's the right I mean, time. She really now cool she um her story was like she she was never let go. I think she chose to take some time off. Yeah, from WWE. I believe. I believe. Yeah. I think it was during the. I think she went back to Japan during the pandemic and then just was like, I just want to write out my contract out here. And, you know, Triple H probably granted something. So good for her, you know? Yeah. From what I, from what I understand, she wanted to go home because she missed her, her husband and her family. And, um, I, EO, EO Sky, EO, uh, Sky was going to do the same. 
and she had actually left. Her contract expired, and she left, and that's why last year at SummerSlam when she came back, it was like a shocker because people had assumed that she had already departed. Oh, damn. I didn't know that tidbit about US Sky. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I knew that it was like in limbo, but I didn't know she had already made the plans to go. That's wild. Yeah, that's really interesting. But yeah, Kyrie, that's what I heard too about wanting to be with her family and not so much being unhappy, but I know she was like banged up too. So. Yeah, and it's just, it's just far from home. Yeah. And it's banged a tough up, schedule. Uh, maybe some some uh, wrestlers were rough. You know, I know there was a bad, I think, wasn't there something with Nia, like a match with Nia Jackson at a house show nonetheless? Like, isn't it wild how some of the more, like, you know, really rough injuries they don't happen on like you know hell in a cell or extreme rules or like a no they happen at like a random house show in like hershey pennsylvania you know? yeah yeah when you least expect it you know they kind of put mm-hmm. themselves up to to whatever happens but uh, i do recall she got rocked it was some pay-per-view match i think it was like a multi uh multi-women tag match or something and she got rocked something, yeah Natalia rolled her out of the ring because she knew she was like out on her feet, you know. Mm-hmm. So she got rocked a few times. I think that was part of it too. Yeah, but you know, hopefully I don't goes- remember what the move was, but I remember watching that video and I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't recall the move either, but I just remember yeah. looking really bad, like really stiff. Yeah, she she was definitely hurt. So, so we'll see what happens. Good for her, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of matchups that, you know, she could have. Asuka's a different person. Oh, there's so, so much story for her. She can easily take over, you know, this whole EO story that's going on. Which oh, jeez. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, America's, America's sweetheart, John Cena, is one of the main villains in uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Beautiful. Like, yeah, I, I can't wait to see this movie. It looks I like don't want to – yeah, oh. I don't want to spoil I, – I'm. I think I know who he's playing – Ooh. And it's kind oh. of a very ironic. It's a very spoil ironic. Spoiler, spoiler. Everybody knows who he's playing. I think, right? I don't um, spoil it for me. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I, I've heard who he plays, and it's very ironic who he plays, given who else played that role. Uh, so, if you tune into that movie, yes, uh, uh, it's very. Well, he's not playing Super Shredder. No, he's not playing Super Shredder. <laughs> Who's he playing? Now you want to know. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't do think it's a spoiler. I think the cast is like not a spoiler. I mean, some people I know some people are pure; they don't want. But I'll yeah, I'll reveal. Uh, he okay, plays. Skip ahead thirty plays, seconds uh, if you don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. You, you can pause. I'll give you like three seconds pause. All right, three, two. He plays Rocksteady. Yeah, who did, who played Rocksteady in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two? But Seamus. Seamus. Very interesting. I don't consider that part of the turtles though, because it looked. I don't like that version of them. So that's why I don't remember that. That's why you're like. Well, in the multiverse, listen, I just and I'm like, I just watched Spider-Man across the universe, and all every movie that has a thing now is now part of that verse. So in the turtles verse. That is a that is a version of. The I mean, movie. It, that is yeah, that is that is canon. It's the verse, man. The verse, verse. Welcome to the verse, gimmick verse wrestling. Gimmick oh, verse. Day. That's our podcast. And uh, the final news story I have was uh, they did a commentary shakeup, and by that they put Wade Barrett on Raw, and they put uh, Kevin 
uh, somebody and Corey Graves on SmackDown. And Michael Cole's on both mm-hmm. shows. Ooh. Yeah, I believe Michael Cole on both shows. I thought that was the big shakeup is Michael Cole's on both shows. I didn't know that Wade Barrett went to Raw. Yeah, Wade, they Barrett. Wade Barrett was going to Raw and then Graves and, and Kevin, whatever his name. I don't, remember his, I don't remember who he is. Kevin Patrick. His name is Kevin Patrick. Kevin Fitzgerald. Uh, that, no, Kevin. I think Kevin Egan is his. So I, so a comic out of Chicago. Shout out to Alex Joyce who runs a very funny storytelling show called Blackout Diaries. He grew up with Kevin. Uh, his name is Kevin Egan, but he goes by, by Kevin Patrick. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, he's a big. He's a big. His dad was like a football, like a footballer, and like he just knows. He's a big sports stat guy. So yeah, he's a. Yeah, my my buddy Alex knows Kevin Patrick from. Raw now SmackDown. Well, I did not know that your buddy grew up in Ireland. Yes, his buddy. Yes, uh, yeah, a guy who runs a show called Blackout Diaries grew up in Ireland. I know, shocking. Yes, that's cool. That and then I'm like, do you know Seamus? Too? And he said, oh, you mean Stephen Farley? And I'm like, what? Wait, what about Finn? They live right down the street from each other. Right. That's what they were saying. That's what oh. Kevin Patrick said that Seamus and Finn live right down the street from each other in Baller. Ireland. Baller club. What's his name? Fergal. <laughs> Fergal. Yeah. yeah. The prince. <laughs> his name is Prince David. Yeah, yeah, dude. Put some respect on it. <laughs> we have a. Uh, we had a paper for you guys on Saturday. SummerSlam. Yeah, only like yeah. I was, I was some pay per view. I think it was like a party, biggest party of the summer. I don't know. SummerSlam. Yeah, Pratik, you were there. How how was yeah, how was your experience at SummerSlam? Tell us. Yeah, so I've been trying to go to the big four and also do – so last year I did three out of the four because I got sick. Uh, here's the thing. Don't ever take a flu shot right before you're going to Survivor Series. You will get okay. a reaction. Even though you've taken the flu shot for 10 years, never had a reaction. Of course, the one time I reaction <laughs> is Survivor Series, so I missed war games last year. Um, but what I was trying to do is this year is go to a big four and perform in that city too, so – so, oh, cool. so far, three out of four, I've been able to do that. Royal Rumble, we went to San Antonio. We did the Blind Tiger Comedy Club. Uh, where WrestleMania, we were in my hometown of L.A., although I'm everywhere, so I don't really know what my hometown is. Um, my hometown is a carry-on suitcase. I live in a suitcase. Uh, uh, but in L.A., we did Comedy in English, which is which is a great show. And then, uh, yeah, in Detroit, I got to do 313 Comedy on Sundays. Uh, they were very nice. Uh, that worked out perfectly. And, yeah. Got to go to Ford Field. Uh, uh, it, it literally, as I'm entering, if you if you follow me on Facebook and Instagram, you can see there was a guy cosplaying as the Undertaker, and they didn't. They literally kicked him out as I'm entering the building. It's funny. So funny. Why did they kick him out? Yeah, why did they kick him out? He, it was something like as as I was walking, I took a selfie in front of the thing because I just like I like the layout of Ford Field. It was like they had like the nice like poster of everybody and all as you can see in some of those pictures. Um, and it wasn't like a huge, like it wasn't like a huge marquee. It was just like it was a nice gate a gate a entrance. You know, you can get in, get out. Uh, uh, very manageable to get through that stadium. I, I had a little more difficulty at some of the other stadiums, so I have to give Ford Field in Detroit some good credit. Very good, very good navigational. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, the guy as I'm walking in, he's just like, you can't do. First off, the Undertaker, the guy just like Undertaker, he sounded like he had a very like. You know, our we just lost to Pee Wee Herman, but he sounded like Pee Wee Herman kind of. He just he was like, <laughs> well, "You can't do this to me." Like he had like a very meaty, mealy mouth. He had a, what? What did Austin say? You have a mealy mouth voice, boy. 
<laughs> he's all he's all trespassing. That's word of the day. <laughs> ah, yeah, literally. But he's so, tried to sound like Taker. Um, <laughs> it's so wild. Yeah. And then he started filming the security guards and they just laughed at him. They were like, you So he was basically already in trouble by the time you like by the time you saw me. Yeah, I think something him. had occurred. Maybe he didn't <laughs> take off his jacket, or maybe there was something in there. I don't know. Um there's a story actually from this, not to go off topic, but at this past WrestleMania, somebody had, had tried cosplaying as Big Boss Man, the original Big Boss Man, where he had the blue police shirt and the police yeah. badges. Oh. And a security guard at SoFi Stadium said, hey, you can't be impersonating a law enforcement agent. You have to take that off right now. And other security guards were saying, no, that's a character from, because I guess one security guard didn't know about Big Boss Man. And so the guy should go to the parking lot and take off his his big boss man vest and what back in yeah wow Travis I can man. see I can see why somebody would be not happy you know not not liking that if they didn't know about him because you're looking like here's security. our thing it, hey when I got a, years ago when I got a job with UPS they told us they gave us the shirts and they said um, these shirts will get you like back be in in back rooms of places that they're not even gonna look at you they're just gonna be like okay go ahead. You know, and so you, there's a lot of trust with these shirts. So if you leave the company and you don't return the shirts, we are going to call the police on you. Jeez. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm, I'm not yeah. surprised. Because, yeah, like, you can, like, UPS, you can just go anywhere. Yeah. Walk into the back room. Yeah. And they don't, they're not going to give you a second look. They're just like, okay, go ahead. You know? Yeah. With great, with great power of shirts comes a lot great of responsibility. Great power. They're actually speaking of power. They're actually going on strike, I believe, because of working conditions. So there you go. Oh shit! Okay. I don't work there anymore. I was only like, um, no, I think I have a friend yeah. who works there, and he was just like, I just asked him in the summertime how hot the truck is. He's like, oh, it's like 120 degrees in the summer. I'm like, Jesus, fuck that, Jesus, dude. Fuck that. That's so did, you didn't drive, right, Sam? What did you do? No, I was what's called driver's helper, and it was Christmas season. It was like it was like late November <laughs> to like late December. So it was like a month, and Ooh, okay. I was just basically like just taking packages you know we would we would go to like a neighborhood he would give me like a, a like a dolly's worth of packages and i would just walk walk down the block and just take them to the houses or or go to a business and take them to all this all the all the suites damn dude yeah way off topic now though What's the well now? I want to dive even deep, dive, deep dive even further. What's the weird? Just to clear, real quick. What's the weirdest? Because that's like a job where I'm like I can't do that. So I was like to ask like, what's the weirdest interaction you had at that job? I just I have to know. Weirdest interaction? I don't know. I can't. I don't really think of anything off the top of my head. There was no, no an elevator. Stabbings, no nothing. There was an elevator in the building that we had to go into, and you had to like close the door. It was like one of those doors that's like with the little wire bars where it's like just like expands to close. And yeah. it's like a metal, like a little metal gate. And then we had to like, like, oh no, we didn't have to turn it, but like it, like it felt like it was one of those old time rickety. Like it was a scary. It was really scary. Ooh, haunt, sponsored by Haunted Mansion. Yeah. I was gonna say Haunted Mansion, and then the rinky dink chain, like trying to, you know, get. We're get just like WWE. We gotta work in the sponsorship, you know. <laughs> That's right. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! What's that, Walt? Mr. Walt Disney. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so how how packed was it for you out there in uh in Detroit? In yeah, the- so you know 
I went. Um, uh, it was a good time. I went. I didn't go with my usual crew this time. I went with my cousin who who left early. Uh, he, he was oh. so. This thing like it starts. He was just tired. He he had been working a lot. Uh, you know, Is it starts on Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, he lives in Detroit. Okay, uh, that's time. cool. At least he had so, a buddy, you know. Yeah, yeah. right, buddy. Uh, did not have a place to stay. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> I had to stay at a Motel Six. Or <laughs> life, dude. Yeah. Uh, but um, th- th- I was expecting a longer line to get in. I noticed, and I also noticed they didn't check the. the I only like basically they had like a big like, like it looked like those things you scan your boarding pass in at the airport, like a big like you know like, oh, put it yeah. down. So they had that for the for the ticket, uh, and then once you got to your section, like they didn't have, and and I was section one twenty eight, so I'm on like the first level. Like I would think there'd be someone checking. Nobody ever checked my actual ticket once I got in the arena. They basically just yeah, I put it on the scanner the first time. That was basically it. So you know they weren't really checking. Um, but in terms of like full, like it was. You know, I want to say two thirds full. They did block off. You know, again, all these AEW like anti AEW people like oh AEW blocks off seats. WWE blocked off like there was a whole section. I didn't get a picture of it, but literally like like imagine like the semicircle uh of the arena and then chop off a third of that. Like they basically, if you circumcise the arena, like <laughs> it was chopped off. Like like yeah, they 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 blocked off plenty of seats. They definitely didn't. I don't think like they announced like the, you know, the worked numbers, like there was 52,000 people here. Like, yeah, there's probably, probably, and I'm counting wrestlers and everybody. There's probably 36,000. Like it wasn't. Yeah. Well, if that's Uh, at least two seats next to me were empty too. Uh, You know, I think the biggest thing was just, you start the show because you started on central time, but it's East coast time. So the show didn't start till 8 PM Detroit time. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they probably got going. I think the opening video played like eight oh five ish. You know, um, uh, no Kid Rock live performance. That was what everybody was. You know, there was a lot of talk of Kid Rock's gonna perform live. Ooh, I actually bought a Bud Light because I was gonna like you know wave it at <laughs> like, Yeah, just well, fucking throw it at like, dollars. Uh, it was actually only surprisingly only twelve. Oh, only twelve. Oh. 12 is- Pretty fair for the Topo Chico hard seltzer was more expensive. That was fourteen. I believe it. Twelve's fair for a stadium. Twelve, like for a stadium for like, and given I've been going to a lot of stadiums, like yeah, that's that's fair. fair. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's uh, the going rate. I can see that. You know, there was no again. There was there was a few things. You know, and I go forgive me if I'm going really slow, but like the you know the the days of the old like we got to have a big. I mean, WrestleMania obviously they have a set and a stage, but you know some of these you know stadiums that have like just the tunnel, they don't really spend a ton of time like creating like a SummerSlam set. Like at least this year, I felt like last year there was more emphasis put on like set and decor whereas this year it was just the tunnel had the led board of SummerSlam, and then the two ford field signs had the thing and then they had their usual like stadium lights or whatever and then the ring did say SummerSlam on it but like man like it wasn't like the production of like you know a wrestlemania there's no stage if you will yeah, yeah. somebody said uh some i don't know who it was related to wwe said that they're going to be focused more on um longer aisles than than the big stages Sure. Yeah. Like the long run rundowns, which I mean, I think those are good to a degree, but then it depends where you sit because like we, in our section, I was more focused on seeing the ring action 
So I got seats according to that. So like I could not see the wrestler come out or whoever until they got to that corner because it was a long tunnel, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, but I kind of, I could see like them coming out to the little, like the entrance where the tunnel, I was able to see that a little bit better than last year. But like, man, like once they go down that thing, like it's basically just like, oh, you're just, you know. So it's almost like if you're going to go to a stadium show with a tunnel, you're better off spending a little more and get those, you know, tunnel way seats or whatever. You know, those are kind of cool because, you know, they're going to come back and forth from there. Whether you miss them, but you don't get them the first time, you're going to get them on the way back because that's the only way they're going to be able to exit, you know. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah. absolutely. That's right. But um. So the reason I brought up the fact that it started late is I, I do feel like about halfway through the show, the crowd just, they just, I don't know, there's their energy let out a little bit. You know, people were getting tired. I think it affected, you know, it's interesting. I was texting a few people during the show uh, and it, it was interesting what played. A big thing I'm always curious about is what plays in the arena or stadium versus what played on TV. And as we go through the card, you know, I'll give my perspective from the stadium. I want to get yours you know, because I haven't gone back and watched it on, on on Peacock or anything, but like I'm curious what plays better, and I think certain things might have played better uh, on uh, on TV. So you know, we'll definitely explore that as we get going. But initial thoughts going in, uh, there was very little like pre-show action or anything. I know they did they did make a point to, which is actually a very cool thing that you know WWE is doing. You know, Titus O'Neil was doing the you know the reach out, the community reach out. Uh, stuff he's, he's i think he's like their global ambassador now i think that's his official role is a uh, global ambassador so they brought out like a few of the detroit charities detroit public schools and they gave him like title belts and all so that was probably like one of the few things they did for pre-show but otherwise there was very little pre-show you know they they played a couple commercials they would like do the flashing of the lights but pretty much up from like seven to like eight you're just kind of like there getting food or doing something they're not really doing enough in the ring you know what i mean they didn't yeah. even really give the announcers the the like you know back in the day jerry king would get a nice or jerry king lawler would get like a nice and jerry king is a jerry king is a car salesman from springfield so i don't know why he said that jerry king but yeah jerry king lawler would get like a nice intro on the titan tron coming down you know jr obviously getting his their due but they didn't do that with any of the announcers you know so i don't know if that's just like you would think way barrett would get like a nice little uh hey you know he's got a theme he was he was a guy for a while you know um yeah you know, everybody was chanting before the show started. There were two big chants as people were walking around the arena. Uh, one was Uso, you say Uso, you say though, and the other one was LA Knight. Like, people were just oh, like, wow, yeah, he's shouting. so over, yeah. It was just like, LA, yeah, like, not like it was a mix of yeahs and nights, you know, it was, it was <laughs> Ooh, cool. yeah. Um, and good for yeah. him because I, you know, we're all performers here, we appreciate the road dogs of our respective industries and i think all i know he's a he's a road dog he's putting his time it's good, good you know good for him you know i've always yeah. said i don't see it you know i'm not a fan of his but i do respect like he's been you know in wwe since 2013 he was in developmental he got released he moved to the indies he went to tna you know he went to nwa you know here he is again and he's like you know what you can't keep him down they love him for some reason. I don't see it. But Kinky, and him. also, like, he's taken – he was doing, like, some Max Dupree modeling thing. He made that entertaining, too. You know what I mean? Like, he's really good at – he's up – to me, he's up there with Kevin Owens in terms of taking a garbage storyline or whatever storyline and making it – like, who would have thought Kevin Owens and Ezekiel would be entertaining? You know oh what I mean? Gosh. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
uh, the, 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 I, I think he got, what did he get in NXT? I'm blanking on, oh, the million dollar championship. Like who, very few people have held a million dollar title. You know what I mean? And he's, he's in that pantheon now. And, and that was such good storytelling where like he, that was he a really good story it, actually. And then he turns on Ted DiBiase and then like, yeah. the whole thing with that, Ted know. DiBiase got him to turn on, uh, on, uh, Cameron Grimes. Then he turned on Ted DiBiase mm-hmm. when he got what he wanted. He's like, I got what I wanted. I don't need you anymore. I don't need you anymore. Yeah, no, that was yeah. good. I like that. I did. Hey, so as for me, my experience at SummerSlam was I watched a lot. Which I don't watch a pre-show. I don't watch a pre-show anymore because it's no. Well, you're saying today's thing. SummerSlam. I thought you meant like when you went to one. Sorry. No, yeah. some, this, SummerSlam on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So my experience of that was um, I don't. I, I turned on the last few minutes of the pre-show and it start, starts whatever. And then yeah, my, they don't do like, matches. It doesn't make sense anymore. It yeah. doesn't make sense. No. And so no my my TV loses connection, and I'm like, what? what? What's this? And so then I go, I restart my internet, I come back, the TV still isn't connected back to Peacock. And so then I go on Xfinity, and it's like we're experiencing outages in your area. My internet went out at five oh one, and I didn't restore until ten o'clock. No. Oh really? Yeah. Like nine thirty. I think like nine thirty, nine forty five. And I just sat here with no internet. No. Like a, like a schmuck. No SummerSlam. All my wrestling you. is internet related. <laughs> <laughs> so at least it wasn't the Peacock related. It was. No, it wasn't Peacock. It was Xfinity letting me down. But I still watched it. I, I, I did watch it. Here's the other thing. Isn't Peacock like gone from Xfinity now? It's not included in Xfinity anymore? Is that going to be happening soon? I never had it. I never had it as part of a package. I got it oh, back. We did lose it. For a so are you paying for it now, or what are you doing? No, no. So we lost it. Like, we got an email saying that, like, you know, we're no longer going to have Peacock or whatever. Then two weeks later, it was like, hey, you're eligible uh, for Peacock Premium, like, for free through Xfinity. So we got it for two years for free. Oh, wow. Cool. Look at that. So, and premium now, so no ads or whatever. Yeah, oh, so dang. We're, we're, we're one of the lucky ones. So, yeah, if you're an X, uh, Xfinity consumer, maybe check with your... Check with your provider. We're giving people real advice. Yeah, get those. T-Mobile, T-Mobile, T-Mobile gave me Paramount Plus. I never use it. Another sponsorship. Sponsor us. Let's go. We're shills now. Okay, (laughs) so the show starts. Um, They obviously Kid Rock there. What happened with Kid Rock? Kid Rock did not show up. Uh, uh, Good. uh, It was he was basically part of the pre the pre show video package. So he narrated. You know that uh, basically, it's the whole theme was Detroit. So they had cars going, and then Kid Rock. Actually, funny, they didn't even use a Kid Rock song for <laughs> the theme. They used "Born to Be Wild," which is fine. I mean, I don't. I'm not the biggest Kid Rock fan anymore, but like, I think it's hilarious that you have this big like. And he's used his theme has been used for multiple events. But it's right. funny they've used the years in Detroit. Before. They don't use them for a theme. They use. And he could even wild. like he has like songs that are like. Welcome to Detroit or whatever. I don't know if that's you know what. Wow, what yeah, the, he has wow, a song. Yeah, like, Detroit related music. Yeah, yeah. easily could have used. That's funny. He, said that he was born to be wild, uh, and they blared that throughout the arena. I'm curious how many times it played as part of Peacock, but in the arena it played. I want to say before the show, during the show, during matches. It was it was a lot. That's crazy that they play like this, like the song. I, I don't recall if other events do that, do they? Where they just kind of like 
blast of just play the song over and over again uh, i think like yeah like at mania like whatever the the song is that they're paying for they'll 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 play it yeah, because they okay. paid for it. i don't remember that yeah. happening at mania 31 you don't remember or it did i don't think i, I don't think I, I remember it no well that one's interesting didn't they have a perform actual live performance of that one they didn't machine gun kelly come out or something of that one they did yeah was it machine gun kelly i hope it wasn't machine gun kelly i mean I don't, I don't remember who it was Hey, he got powerbombed by Kevin Owens. And oh, yeah. Is it the same that. time frame? Uh, 2015 was when 31 was. Jeez. I remember, I actually, so I had dropped, a lot of people don't know this. I kind of dropped off wrestling for years. And then it was kind of around 2014. I remember Sting had, remember the big news, like Sting is in WWE. Whoa. So I remember, yeah. I remember watching that part on YouTube. And I, and I think here's the other thing with YouTube, it kind of started putting old, Add to their clips up, so it's like, oh, they have things that I wanted to see. Okay, cool. Oh, and that was and around like, that time because that's when Sting uh, debuted at WrestleMania. Yeah, so I remember that, and then I was getting into because I remember when. Oh, and the other thing was I remember last year when Undertaker lost the streak because that was literally covered in like every like New York Times or whatever. Like everybody covered it. it wasn't just news; it was huge. Like so, I remember like what about I, the guy? Was, like, what about what, the guy that was shocked? Was he covered as well? What's his name? Elias or Elliot or something? The guy that had his mouth open. A little shocked. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were saying a wrestler got shocked, like electrocuted or something. No, the guy in the audience, he was like so shocked. Yeah, like you're talking about the guy with was. the big mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah his mouth gaping open. <laughs> the guy with the big yeah. mouth. I wish people uh, could see yeah, that. he was not interviewed. I I, I wish he got to meet Undertaker. Like they definitely should have <laughs> got him a meeting where he, he's he's iconic. He's like a meme. <laughs> yeah he's great um i don't think i could do that I, i'm not that it's funny i'm more reactionary than home than i mean well, it depends i don't know i was i'll be honest i i was kind of loud for a few things but otherwise i was just kind of like watching and like yeah observing i wasn't i wasn't as active at this uh like i wasn't as loud i would get loud for certain things like Obviously, LA Knight, when he won, we were happy for that. The, the Brock Lesnar match, you know, we'll get into that. We don't need to jump ahead. But, uh, yeah, there were there were a couple of reactionary moments. Um, well, I was I would, I would say this. To, as we oh, start getting into the, to the show, I was in a very heel, a pro-heel uh, section. Oh, nice. That's always cool. fun. I dig it. So, I like, like the opening contest was obviously Logan, Paul, and uh, Ricochet, which um, – it's just stupid because we know why it had to go first. I think that's what kind of annoyed me about. It. That was the only thing I didn't like about it. Is that, yeah, oh, so I, I was gonna say I was surprised this match went first, but then I saw pictures of him in his wrestling gear at his brother's fights. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I think what annoyed so He's me like, about I gotta go first and get on a plane and get get out of town. Yeah, I think it almost it just sounds like such a douchey, like, oh, I need to leave, so I gotta go first, you know, like go, bros. You know, um, like frankly, it just felt like placement wise, I was probably the biggest surprise of the night was Brock Lesnar Cody going the dreaded number two. They should have switched slot. those two matches. Like that's so that's what I'm saying. If if you were gonna have them, if anything, they should have kicked it off. And I would have actually put Logan and Ricochet <laughs> I would have put Logan and Ricochet after Sh- Shayna and Honda because you need something to Get the energy. You need a fast, pay, faster paced match to pick up the energy of the crowd. Uh, I would not have put. Uh, uh, <laughs> I felt 
we're, we're jumping ahead, but I feel bad for Drew and Gunther. I think they unfortunately, and that's the thing where I had people tell me, oh man, Drew and Gunther are great who are watching at home. So I'm, let me ask you guys, what do you think played good at home? Like, do you think like Shane and Ronda went any better at home or you can tell that the crowd was bored with it because they were very poor. Uh, oh, Shana, Shana and Rhonda was not very good. It was pretty boring, and the MMA did it, did, rules you, didn't really like you could tell that the weren't really silent, anything. Right? Was yeah, yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't into that match. The Gunther, yeah, yeah, all the match or Gunther, uh, Drew McIntyre. I mean, that was kind of everything you expected it to be, really. I think for me, it was. They, it wasn't as good as the triple threat. I do think the inclusion of Sheamus and that WrestleMania triple threat made it just a better outing. And this was just, it, it also started very slow, the Drew and uh, Gunther match. You know, it was very, uh, you know, it took its time, which if they had been like first or second would have been fine. Um, I would have put, yeah, I would have started with Cody and Brock and then done Drew and uh, Gunther, you know. Then, that would have been a good decision, you know, yeah. Or even, or, I mean, you could probably even start it with Gunther and Drew too. But I just thought you that started with Gunther and Drew. Logan Paul was just because, like, amazing. for the most part, like the the fan because the way the fans feel about Ronda Rousey is kind of the way the fans feel about Logan Paul. Like, who the fuck is this outsider coming in? Didn't do anything to get here. Didn't work hard. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so Logan Paul kind of starts to show off with a bad taste in our mouths in a way. But it was funny as the match itself was fine. Like there the ending was really no, the spots. ending was the the worst ending I've ever seen in wrestling. Oh, you're not a fan of the schmaz finish. I'm not a fan of who the who the fuck is this guy? Somebody just jumped yeah. out of the audience. That's nobody, a no known, per, not known person. The the comment. No, I believe that's. I know who that was. It, I I don't watch his podcast a ton. But if they've had like Mysterio and Edge on, it'll talk about like old stuff. So I'll watch clips. That's his co-host for the podcast. Oh, nice. The co- the commentary uh-huh. was like the commentary was didn't even know who he was. The commentary like some person, yeah, they could have done a person in Logan we'll Paul's team just jumped out of the audience. Yeah, yeah, they didn't do cool. a good job with the storytelling of that. But yeah, no, they was... really didn't. But then also like the same thing with the stupid. Uh, Prime guy at WrestleMania, like that was silly, and I didn't know who that mm-hmm. guy was either. You know, that's one thing. I'm not so I didn't know who that guy was either. But people around me are like, "That's a YouTuber. His name is KS. Yeah, so yeah. people around me knew, so they were reacting. So then I figured out who he was. I guess um, I mean, that I'm, was I guess interesting. Touch, because that, <laughs> it's so funny how everybody's like, "Logan Paul sucks. He doesn't bring he doesn't bring eyes to wrestling," and yet the two most watched clips from WrestleMania this past year on like TikTok and Reels and Instagram. One was the KSI, the spot where Seth removes himself and puts KSI on. And the other one was Snoop Dogg doing the elbow after Shane tore his quad. So it's funny how the outs- people don't like outsiders, but if you look at what was viewed on Instagram Reels and TikTok Reels, the two outsider groups, you know. So it's yeah. unfortunate, but what well, WWE, Snoop Dogg, uh, WWE Hall out. of Famer. Yeah, yeah, Snoop Dogg is, and also his cousin is, you know, Mercedes. We don't talk about her anymore. She disappointed all of her fans. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she let the fans down, pal. Yeah. Poor kid. 
my arms. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate she got injured. She would have been great for uh, all in. For all in. Oh, oh yeah, gosh, that's going to shape up too. I'm excited about that. And no, oh, yeah. Jamie. Yeah. Well, we'll so get the real, the real, we'll get the real party of the summer is coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's dude, be, get that's ready. Yeah, we'll get into that. So let's we'll uh, let, let's uh, should we? I mean, Logan Paul ricochet. Okay, uh, so so for you, okay, so I know you guys. Uh, I mean, were you not a fan of the ending? Or did you like the match? It was a good match. I enjoyed the match, but the ending was kind of a buzzkill for me. Some dude who I didn't know, who they couldn't explain who it was. They didn't even like, like some guy jumped out of the audience. And he put brass knuckles in Logan Paul's hand and Logan Paul punches Ricochet. And the whole thing was that Samantha Irwin or Irvin or whatever her name is, she okay. begrudgingly announced uh, Logan Paul as the winner. That was the whole point of the, of the, of the storyline. So that was kind of neat. You know, the whole like, Oh, how's your girl going to feel when she says my name after the match and not yours, you know, Ooh. and she was so mad. She was so Ooh. mad, but Corey Graves pointed out that she was wearing Logan Paul colors, the, the yellow dress. He Ooh. was wearing yellow too. Yeah, maybe there's a storyline there. Um, I I thought the match was good. I mean, again, Ricochet got a huge... I mean, it's funny. So in my section, I would say overall the stadium was pro-Ricochet, but in my section, everybody was like, Logan, yeah, Amazon. And at one point, there was a spot where literally a kid gives him Prime and literally... Up until that point in the match, all the kids were on. We were like, drink Prime, Logan. will help you. Drink Prime. It'll help you. And we finally picked it. And one kid didn't clearly didn't see it. He was like, you got to find some Prime. And somebody's like, he already drank it. There was a lot of adults yelling at kids in my section. It was very bizarre. Wait, have you guys, have either one of you ever had Prime? No. No. <laughs> I haven't either. I like not peeing blood. That's why I will not drink Does it make you pee blood? I'm, I'm gonna go on a, I'm gonna go on a record, and I, I'm sure I'm gonna get brass knuckled for saying this, but yes, it makes you pee blood. Whoa, bummer. Would you expect anything less? Like, uh, drink prime. It's like a kick in the kidneys. It's a brass it's a knuckle kidney, straight yeah. to the. What do you smell with Joe and, and Ross getting punched by Boss Rudin? No, I, all I know is I'm not Samoa Joe and uh, Roderick Strong. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, I overall like. I don't Xavier. If you have any other thoughts, but I, I like. I like the technicality of the match, the psychology of the match. I don't know yeah, it was a good match in general. Yeah, I, I didn't hate it either. Um, I'm on the side of like I didn't hate that it was first. I I saw it like as far as you know in the beginning with the the pops and the dives and like the quick uh, arsenal of like high spots. I, I feel like it was very reactionary for the crowd, at least from home. And for me, you know, it like, like, like an electric start. Yeah. It's like a, like the opening band of a, of a tour package. And it's like, that's the fucking band. Like, you know, you, you see ricochet, like, you know, you're going to see some dives, you know, you're going to see some spots that are like, Holy shit. And it's like a band that plays these riffs that like, it's the first band. It's like, start off strong. Um, you know, I could care less about Logan Paul, so I'm, I'm you know, very indifferent, <laughs> <laughs> like, on, on that aspect. But I'm a Ricochet guy. I love Ricochet. Um, and it was cool but to start off. Logan Paul poster on the wall behind you? <laughs> Just kidding. I think that's Paul Logan. Uh, yeah, it's Paul Logan. <laughs> I mean, There's that's the other guy. You bring up a good point. Like, this is a big platform, big money match for Ricochet. How often is he getting oh, yeah. pay-per-view singles matches, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because I have so many friends who are 
who are kind of like anti-WD when they're like, they're never doing anything at Ricochet. He's got to go to AEW. I'm like, he's not going to get this type of spotlight in AEW. I'm sorry. Like, this is a No, cool yeah, he'd be so lost in the shuffle, be, dude. You know, he would he be... He'd be eventing Ring of Honor. <laughs> I'm not trying to... I don't want to shit on anybody, but I just... I feel like this idea of if you just go to AEW, they're going to use you right. And I'm like, that's not the case, that's unfortunately. Not the case, it's not... Brother. Yeah, and it, it certainly the people have to do the work, you know, like, and, and maybe some of them are playing it safe for health concerns. I, I think with Keith, I mean, we're going off topic here, but like, I think Keith Lee is just being very strategic with his health. You know, the guy's had, guy almost died, basically, with heart stuff. I think he has to wrestle smarter and shorter and maybe not have big long programs right now. And maybe, and and maybe often, it's Tony yeah. Khan thing. You know, maybe he's playing it safe. He doesn't want a liability on his hands. He has, let's be honest here, Tony Khan's had a lot of liabilities come through AEW. Ooh. <laughs> so you know you, that's the real secret word of the day Arrgh, liability liability <laughs> contract tampering <laughs> but i mean yeah there's a few people like hey go to aw and they and they and they did but like for the most what part it's wwe scraps you know right like, like uh, uh, sure uh, if ricochet gets released in the next year and a half he probably will go to aw I think he should go. I mean, well, if he goes anywhere, maybe he should go to like either Impact or New Japan, like somewhere where he can just like stand out. Yeah, go back to Japan. That'd be cool. That'd be dope. I think. I think someone like him, like he has so much cachet. He's getting these high profile. You know, he was in. Okay, of of the of, of he had he had a great spot in the Rumble with Logan Paul in yep. WrestleMania. He had the tag team with Braun again. Braun's a whether you like him or not, Braun is a big money character in WWE. The kids love him. Yeah, People absolutely. People know who he is. Get I these don't, like, but absolutely. Yeah. You know, he's he's also the undefeated greatest Royal Rumble winner. No <laughs> one has come after him for that. The big green belt. <laughs> big green belt, baby. They didn't just give him a belt. They gave him a, a trophy also. I, oh, wish, yeah. like, I wish they would do that once a year or something, or once every couple of years. They need I to do another the plan. I, I would like another one of those. Specifically. I mean, you're going to Saudi Arabia yeah. anyways. You might as well. Yeah, might as well do might those. As well, dude. And that would be a way to like. <laughs> I still remember Kali came back for like two seconds. It was so dumb. Oh. <laughs> and oh, then they had a sumo wrestler in that match too. Oh my god! They, you know the story behind that, right? You know there was why well, there was a sumo wrestler in the greatest. Yeah, because the prince wanted Yokozuna. The prince specifically who, who died on, in two thousand. The, the prince asked WWE, "Hey, so like, can we get like Yokozuna versus Ultimate Warrior?" And then somebody had to tell them, "You know, they're they're not around. Like they're dead, dude. They're, they're both they're both booked that day. Yeah, they're booked. <laughs> card card subject to change. Both booked. They're in the dark match. <laughs> maybe on Heat. Maybe on Heat. Maybe one guy." <laughs> um, we'll get, we'll yeah, get an all... earthquake in there as the referee. <laughs> was wasn't he Golga also? Yes, he was. Oh, he was so sick as Golga, dude. That shit was yeah. so sick. I like how it was. If you remember Beyond the Mat, okay. Now I'm really getting to minutia. So if you want some minutia, that's but how Golga's how I learned about South Park. Okay, so Love that. do you know why they? So they so in the beginning of Beyond the Mat, they there's a scene where they're going over merchandise. And they had like DX. It was they cut to like the Stone Cold Steve Austin like things that lit up and like the truck, all his toys and all all the merch. And they were like, "We are head to head with retailers, and we're only losing to South Park." So I think Vince was just <laughs> like, "We gotta crush South Park. How can we do it? Oh, we'll bring 
we'll bring somebody on who can just hold a Cartman up. It was so bizarre. He just brought hold a held a Cartman up the whole time. Um, oh, and then they had Isaac Hayes plays chocolate salty balls on uh, WrestleMania. So yeah, it was damn. It was, I missed that. That's wait, did you say that. that Isaac Hayes played at WrestleMania? So if we want to get into Minutia again, uh, they had a thing before WrestleMania 15. Again, I don't know why I know this, but they did a pre-show thing the night before on the USA Network called uh, WrestleMania 15 Rage Party, where they had bands. It was on TV. How did I not see this? It was on USA. And you could also get up and close and personal with your favorite wrestlers. But all the wrestlers did was come out and do promos. And Isaac Hayes saying chocolate salty balls. And so it was like, great. So everybody was expecting like metal bands, right? Guess who the musical acts were? Uh, Big Daddy Kane, (laughs) Isaac Hayes. And Cherry Poppin' Daddies, which is like a like a like a like a swing funk punk like thing, not oh any metal thing at all. There was very little raging. <laughs> but yeah, they had, they had riot. Yeah, it's terrible. Oh my! Get Ransom, so somebody, you know. Speaking of Ruby Riot, yeah, get Ransom. That's a good song, the Chocolate Salty Balls. I used to sing that song all the fucking time, man. I still have that record yeah. over there. Yeah. The That's Park. the real poster that you have. It's not Logan Paul. It's yes. yeah, it's Chef's Chocolate Salty Balls. It's, it's ball salty. <laughs> I just got the sickest AEW poster in the mail today. Oh, what, is it? what does it look like? It's a Double or Nothing, The this past Double or Nothing, where it's like a collage of all their faces. And there's like a lot of like pinks and turquoises. I'll send it in the group chat. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. It's a cool oh, poster. Yeah. yeah, Double or Nothing, they do a good job. And I love the artwork for like the Casino Battle Royal and all, all the oh. like lights. It's great. Yeah, I do like the artwork. Um, you guys, there was a second match at SummerSlam. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, yeah. this young up and comer named Brock Lesnar. You know, he's a this young kid named <laughs> Cody Rhodes, grandson of a plumber. And he took on the Beast Incarnate. Brock Lesnar. I want to look it up. Match. I need to look up the time for that because I'm very curious. Yeah, look up. I, I could. I probably could look it up. I probably have seventeen it. minutes and thirty five seconds. Um, the That's, main focus like, of this match. It didn't drag at all. Like, did you guys feel no. like it, it didn't feel no. that long? No, so, it was over before I knew it, and I was like, yeah. "Holy fuck!" The main focus of this match was Brock was trying to get Cody to just surrender, and he just kept hitting moves on him and rolling him to the outside. And then Cody would come back in and Brock would throw him back out there. He would take him out. He would have five him through a table. He would throw him to the barricade and go back. The announcer room. table spot in the second match of the night. That is wild. Like you've that never was. seen. It was wild. And it was a pretty yeah. swift, like little bump collapse. Like it was like, damn, you know, and then At Cody got up point, and he made it, he dramatic. made it back to the 10 before the 10 count. And he just kept getting back up and get back in the ring. And he's showing so much perseverance in the match. And then the he hard times that he's overcoming. Yeah. He's so he pulled a triple. Uh, I, kept, I kept getting thrown off by the fact it was the second match. I'm like, why is it the second one? What's going on? And when I kept seeing Brock Lesnar's offense and how he was just throwing him, he was just flinging him around the ring. And it was so one-sided yeah. for like the first 10 minutes. It reminded me, honestly, at one point of the John Cena squash from 2014. So part of me is like, so I literally, I got caught up in the realism of it. And I'm like, oh, Cody's not going to win. Like I got, I I was made to believe. So good job to the producers. Good job to the performers. Like 
it again with that's the thing with Lesnar is there's that element of you want to believe there's realism he look he looks like he can eat you so you know what I mean I'm not gonna say that I thought Brock was gonna win but I mean Brock was hitting those suplexes hard hard for like a long time he just kept hitting them and kept hitting them and it's like damn like that's gonna hurt stay down just stay down, down, stay down, stay down. And he's, he's already like dead. And he you know, like, the uh, the in the stadium. We went nuts for Cody trying to do the Kimura lock. I don't know how it played at home. Oh, that was silly. That was funny. Yeah, that Brock was good. Just up, like Brock just picked him up like nothing. Yeah, Brock's like, oh, it's like if a if a fly had me in the Kimura. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. What are you doing? You just shake it off. Um, did anyone else notice that he tore his shorts at one point? Yeah, no, he, oh, yeah. he did not tear his shorts, he blew his shorts out. Yeah, had, like the whole front was gone. Bam, yeah, no, he blew Man, his shorts out. malfunction, baby. <laughs> Putting the cock and peacock with that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Cody picks up the win with the triple uh crossroads after the, the match. Run. After the match, Brock uh. Raised his arm and like hugged him and like high fived him and just did the whole nine yards and apparently yeah, tri- oh go ahead yeah it just it, it, it they're definitely we were like okay he's standing there and they're not cutting away they're not cutting oh that away. was crazy yeah they're not cutting to an Applebee's commercial which is what they right. do with these things so we're de- definitely was that moment of tension and again Brock no Brock has got a good stare he knows how to look like he's gonna be mad so you're like what's well, uh, is this not over yet this is the trilogy what's gonna happen uh, so again like I mentioned earlier like some of the matches I was kind of quiet for this one I was like wow like I got again I I think the fans got into it because it was believable yeah. like oh he's not done he's gonna do something so it was very interesting um now some people are saying maybe this is his last match. Uh he took off the gloves, which is sometimes a symbol for retirement. So I do think like the days are numbered for Brock. I think he's getting up there where he doesn't and I thought this was a good moment for him because he's never really like he's lost to people before, but he's never like congratulated anybody. Yeah. yeah. He never Love. did that with Seth. He never did that with Roman. I mean, I mean and that's you know, who else is he really you know, he didn't do that to Lashley. That their thing ended on a like a FU moment. After the show, um, uh, Hunter was asked about it, Triple H, in the press conference. And, you know, he says that it wasn't something that was talked about before. That wasn't something something planned. And so he's saying that, that was like a true endorsement from Brock. And then people are uh, comparing it to, I guess, Kurt Angle did that for Brock one time when Brock was, like, coming up. And so they think that he's passing the torch to Cody that way. Was that now? Now, I'm, you know, I'm going to do... I'm gonna have to go back to their SummerSlam match. I'm wondering if it happened at their SummerSlam match because then it leers. Oh, that's interesting. But you're right, though. Brock is maybe he is trying to show that hey, Cody is ready. And to me, it's like, and it's so funny how people like did you know they did the comparison of like the last time Cody was on a SummerSlam, it was a Stardust, you know, tag team with Pac and well, he was Neville back then and uh, and Steve ML from Heels, which. Which shout out to heels. I don't know if anybody else watches. This is show it good? Is it good? It's I'm and I'm impressed with the drama. They do a good job layering the drama on that show. I encourage uh, people to check that out. I can't watch it because the main character looks too much like Hangman Page to me. Stephen hmm. Amell or the other guy? No, Stephen Amell. He looks like a cowboy. Yeah, he's kind of doing a southern kind of heel cowboy thing. Um, I would, I would 
get I would try to watch, you know, a couple episodes and see what you think. Maybe, um, maybe. I uh, liked Glow. Glow is great. I think this was more dramatic than even Glow. I don't I was telling my wife because I was like, you know, I don't watch a lot of wrestling things. Like I like like wrestling, but I don't like drama fake, wrestling. I like fake wrestling, but I don't like fake fake wrestling. Yeah. I get into there's there's <laughs> There's a lot of People dark. Are pretend to pretend to wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> I want to pretend pretend wrestling. Um, it's not just about wrestling though. It's about like this family. I don't want to get into details, but it's it's a family drama, and there's like stuff involved, and you know, history there, and carrying on legacies, and also you know, I'll leave it at that. But it's more than just hey wrestling. Um, well, judging by the main be- character, I just picture him riding his horse to the arena. And then tying his horse out front and then going in to have his match. Maybe <laughs> shooting his pistols a little bit and then going back and getting his horse and riding out into the sunset. With yeah, a beer. With a beer, the yeah. Beer. The beer. That's how I picture the, the, the show in my yeah. head. Uh, the, 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 there's nothing really like that, but I can see why you would think that. Um, and there's some guest stars too. I mean, I don't want to spoil who's on it, but there are people from Wrestling World that do show up. That's show. cool. Uh, so I encourage people if you have if you have stars check it out or at least give give the pilot watch. Um, and the other guy Alexander Ludwig who's in it he was on Vikings with Edge. Uh, oh nice. There. He was also famously David Spade's illegitimate son in Grown Ups too. Uh, oh. oh, I think I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> and you know who else is in Grown Ups too? Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? Williams. Oh, Williams. Williams. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say Adam Sandler. <laughs> I was him who loves him. wrestling is Adam Sandler. He, he casts wrestlers all the time. Yeah. Kevin Nash has shown up in like a few of Sandler's movies. Love it. Hell I think yeah. Longest Yard had a bunch of wrestlers, and I think Goldberg was in Longest. Yard. Great Collie was in it. Great Collie. <laughs> Well, you know, you know he's next? getting great calling in a movie when he's speaking English but still has subtitles. Yeah, so after that, let's, let's get back to summer. We're going to be here all night. Uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam, the biggest party of the summer. Well, up next was the was the uh, SummerSlam Slim Jim Battle Royal. Um, 25 men. This was a fun. This and was only a fun two men got entrances. That was the other thing. Like, did they literally announce like, "Hey, it's time for the Battle Royal," and then now mm-hmm. just a bunch of people come out. You know, um, people like Champa came out, which is great. Like, now you could say, "Oh, why is Champa not on a card or whatever? Why is he just in a Battle Royal?" But this was not a pre-show Battle Royal. This was not an Andre the Giant Battle Royal. This was the Slim Jim Battle Royal. It and was then you on can. The yeah, and you can't kind of say that in this situation because, like, AJ Styles was here. The U.S. champion's in this. That's what I'm saying. I thought they did a good job making it feel like a bigger stakes, even though the prize was really just Slim Jims. But... I really don't think the U.S. champion should have been in it, like, though, because make it for the U.S. title then. I mean... What was the prize? <laughs> Bragging rights. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there was no official. I mean, show. we we okay. know what it was. the 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 prize was it was a showcase for LA Knight to get a big win. On how did the arena react to him? Like insanely? Oh, not the arena. I'm sorry, the stadium. The stadium. The stadium. As soon as it as soon as it said Slim Jim Battle Royal, everybody exploded because 
they knew LA Knight was going to come out. And I will say, even when the wrestlers were walking out, um, like Shinsuke, everybody was like Shinsuke, which, you know, and I did that too, because I, I met the guy. So I was like, yeah, I know you. Yeah. Uh, um, Ch- 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 got a big pop. I actually, funny enough, Ch- did a did a meet and greet at the WWE Superstore the next day. And I went, I, I went just to buy things, but I got to talk to him for like two seconds. Uh, we complimented, oh, nice. we complimented each other's beards. <laughs> Ooh. I like that. And I told him, I told him I went to see the street fight in Chicago from NXT. And he was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, maybe one day again we'll see you in Gargano. And he's like, tune in. So I don't know if he was teasing something or Ooh. whatever, you know. Um, uh, he, just wanted to, he just wanted you to keep watching. I mean, I looked at it very practical. Like, <laughs> I was like, carry back. I was like, these guys are on, they're getting a, a SummerSlam, they're getting a SummerSlam payday. And all they have to do is a battle. I think that's great. So the fact that Ciampa's getting, a SummerSlam main show payday. If this battle was on the pre-show, you'd be not getting that payday. So to me, it's like, good. These guys are getting on the card. Miz is getting on the card. Austin Theory, yes. Like him or hate him, at least the title is technically on the card. It may not, it may not get to be a match, but, you know, at least he's there. AJ Styles, he hasn't been on TV in a minute, you know? Good for yeah. him. I saw, I saw his tights. I was like in and out of the room at this point and i was like oh shit aj styles is in this match That's i think cool. he was one of i'm wrong i think three people got titan tron entrances uh, aj biz and elena yeah this didn't even get a yeah oh, didn't even get a, uh, um, oh rick boogs got a big response from the crowd too did he oh my god I, he's so annoying i don't That's know i'm weird. i'm partial to I like the pairing of Boogs and Shinsuke because Boogs oh was playing guitar. And it it's was so, super silly and awkward. And he had that mustache. And the poor guy tore his like knee up in oh, wrestling. Yeah. Like yeah. that that's you gotta feel for the guy. What was he watching? I watched some kind of documentary or something about that. I don't remember what it was what it was. Probably just the W the WrestleMania backstage. Oh, it was WrestleMania twenty four seven WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, or WWE twenty four. I think that's yeah. Shinsuke got a good response. Uh, 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 who else was in it? Somebody else was in it that was getting a big reaction. Oh yeah, Otis and Gable. Gable was the kids are really into Gable. Oh, what about Bronson Reed? I heard he gets no reaction at all. Um. Yeah. I just. I think he needs. I believe he lost to Shinsuke actually tonight on Raw. Uh, spoiler alert. I mean, he's a big, big monster dude. He's not supposed to get face reactions. He's supposed to be built as a monster, you know. So yeah, no, gonna be a monster. I think he's dope. oh, Omos, Omos came out. I forgot. Oh yeah, Omos, Omos got involved. That's oh, right. Yeah. Omos gets involved. About that. Omos, they do the whole like he. Any, I will say he looked really strong. They did a good, good job of. If you lose, at least you look strong. Which sometimes it seems kind of hokey, but they did a good job. I think that's the producers and the psychology of SummerSlam was really good because Omos looked like a giant in this. I was really sad though, because I wanted him to like show AJ some respect, you know, or something just like, nope. at least just like <laughs> nod at him or like say hello to him or something. He just like kicked the shit out of him, you know, like, come yeah. on, man, that's your old mentor. He brought you into the WWE. He discovered you. <laughs> yeah, they uh, there and I I did like that the battle roll felt like a little bit like a Royal Rumble in that it felt like they were creating feuds. Like clearly, LA Knight and Miz, they're 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 hot. Sheamus and LA Knight, there's a good program there. 
Carrion uh, and AJ, there clearly was a rivalry there. Yeah, there's a rivalry there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it there felt is. like a well put Escobar, together uh, Escobar uh, theory. Escobar in theory, that's yeah. the other one. Like yeah. I was like, oh, you're clearly going to get a title contention out of this. Like so, to me, this well, was... he already has a title match coming, right? Or did you? Did you're you right. They, they do have a title match coming. You know, okay. so that needs to be seen. Yeah, I think that'll be good. Um, um, yeah, it felt like a Royal Rumble in a way, in that. Uh, just feuds. It wasn't just throw guys just flying over. There was feuds. There was time put into this. It was it was paced well for a battle royal. I've seen I've seen some really bad battle royals. Uh, mainly the Amjad the Giant. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, I had a point about pacing. And, uh... Oh no! Yeah, I was going to ask what was the time on. Eleven fifty-five, just under twelve minutes. Not bad. No, and from just the uh, just the actual bell to bell, that was good. Um, it yeah. was good though. They did a good job of making Omas look strong, and they they uh, had a good variety of talent in there. Grayson Waller. Um, they had Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah, the two Imperium guys, the Imperium job. Yeah, Grayson Waller ring paint, uh, paint trunks. Uh, very interesting. Carrion um, Cross, Chad Gable. Yeah, Chad yeah. Gable did a really good spot with his legs on like the top rope apron. Good spot from him. You know, again, showing his strength. He does a good job of that. Um, yeah, no, I'm I was impressed with the showcase. Uh, LA Knight wins. The crowd is into it, and then literally they cut to I don't know what commercial they played on Peacock, but they cut to the new Slim Jim commercial right after LA Knight wins. Uh, and remember. there are homages to Savage in that commercial, so it's a great commercial. So. And the motto is a, there's a little savage in all of us. There's a little savage in all of us. I love it. I think it's That's great. Cool. I yeah. mean, again, uh, this is a platform for him. Everybody's like, he needs to be WWE champion. It's not going to happen overnight. But he needs, you got to give him something. And to me, this was a good showcase on a big pay-per-view. Yeah, he'll he go on had, a few with The Miz, and then maybe he'll go from there and win the U.S. title. Maybe win the U.S. title. I think that would be, be good. I don't think he needs to go straight to... You know, I'm going to fight Seth tomorrow and lose, but that'll make me look strong. No, I think he should work his way up, maybe get U.S. title for a bit. I think he could elevate the U.S. title, to be honest, you know. And that's I mean, also going to yeah. be putting over, he'd be, you know, Theory be putting him over, or maybe Santos. Well, that's how maybe Santos should lose, so that you give it to LA Knight, potentially. But Theory is a heel, so it'd be okay if he jobs out to Knight, you know, whereas, like, Gunther, it doesn't make sense for Gunther to lose to LA Knight. Right, absolutely. It doesn't make sense for Gunther to lose. But like uh, LA Knight would be like Austin Theory wouldn't be losing anything losing to LA Knight. No. Because LA Knight is so hot right now. But Gunther is still like on a a level above them all. And you could could do so much. Once LA Knight gets that US title, you could elevate it. You could do open challenges every week. There's so much you could do there. And again, LA Knight's a ring veteran. He can easily, you could have Braun Breaker come in and the, and it's funny because Braun Baker's debut in NXT was to LA Knight, and he lost. So to me, there's an easy feud right there. You know? Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, Braun Breaker debuted on the, I think it was the 2.0 premiere, and yeah, he faced LA Knight. Wow. Long-term storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the payoff. The payoff of, of paying attention, I like that. <laughs> Good job, T. I don't have a master's degree, but I do remember stupid things. Um, <laughs> um yeah, so then match. after this, oh, yeah, it was nice. good. Um, good commercial. Lifetime supply of Slim Jims, probably. 
Oh, of course. Um, I didn't watch the press conference. Any thoughts? Anyone catch that? Because he no, gave I only, only read blurbs online. Yeah. He seemed very happy and grateful, you know. Um, they're clearly trying to make him out to be a face. Like, you know how oh, he's sometimes, like, yeah, absolutely. you know, like when, okay, we'll go, but we'll bring this, I'll bring this point up and then we can move on. But like, you know, Rusev had a lot of, uh, you know, organic buildup and people were getting into him and WWE did nothing to encourage that. They, in fact, they doubled down on him being healed. And he was like, I don't care what you guys say, you know? So I'm glad they're actually going along with, it. you know, um, certainly, I think maybe uh, beating Roman Reigns in merchandise sales, maybe that had something to do with it, you know. Um, you know, maybe the fact that his YouTube segment, they literally, on the MSG show, uh, SmackDown MSG, he did a post, like, not even on the show segment that ended up on the cutting room floor, and that got, like, the more views than even the fucking main segments. So he's just organically doing well. Like, good for him, you know. Yeah, Absolutely. And yeah, you're right. I mean, they're in a different era now. They're like listening to what the fans actually want. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where social media comes into play. That's where you can bypass the system. Yeah. And also, Triple H is a fan of this guy. Vince may not understand him, but Triple H is pro LA Knight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Handpicked, if you think about Hand-picked. it. It's all about the game. You remember yeah. the last person that uh, Triple H handpicked? The longest reigning Ring of Honor World Champion and almost the longest reigning Ring of Honor World Television Champion, the King of Television, Samoa Joe. <laughs> Samoa Joseph. Speaking of main event in Ring of Honor, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the next I mean, match he's, he had, he's still he's still like I got to see him live someday. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh! Oh my gosh! I want to tell you what happened on Collision, but let's get to that after. Um, we'll get to that after. Yeah. Next match was MMA Rules. I don't really understand what the MMA Rules were. Uh, Ronda versus Shayna, and yeah, they she- didn't do a good. I assume they didn't do a good job. The announcers didn't do any explanation, correct? Or did they try to? I mean, maybe I didn't, I didn't really. I was kind of halfway paying attention. <laughs> the bathroom bake match for everybody. <laughs> I was around, yeah. but I think I was halfway paying attention. So it was seven minutes. Shayna choked out Ronda. Like, and- isn't that funny that this was seven minutes, but it felt like 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah. it did. It felt like 20 minutes. I feel like it lasted for a long time. The crowd, it wasn't even funny how they weren't even like mad. They were just like, nope. Like, we're, we're not even going to give you our energy at all. I think they should have ran with Shane and Ronda for a while. I don't, it's just so abrupt. And there was also chance in the arena, which I don't know if it got picked up on TV, but there were people yelling Trish and Becky because this was obviously a thing that got cut, you know, a match that got cut that, you know, deserved to be on SummerSlam. It was a big marquee match. A yeah. storyline is going all, you know, all week on television, and then you're not paying it off on the pay-per-view. I, I get, now, I look, I get it. They're trying to draw ratings with Raw. Raw will be in Winnipeg. I get what they're trying to do, but also it's pay-per-view worthy at the very least. You know? Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. And then when, oh, yeah. when Trish first came back uh, around, I think, after the Rumble or whatever, she came back, Everybody was like, "This is gonna lead to Becky and Trisha SummerSlam," and you know that's what everybody thought, and it just didn't didn't happen. Or at least there's a pay per view coming up, payback. Do it there or something, you know, like just you know, or save for Saudi Arabia, you know. That wouldn't that be funny if they the, spread it out until like you're only gonna get this in Saudi Arabia. You wanted this match, tune in. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I thought it was a safe bet. Tune in. 
at 11 a.m. on a Saturday. I want to see. Uh, I want to see them do a bra and panties match in Saudi Arabia, but oh. underneath, underneath the bra and the panties, they're fully clothed. God. <laughs> you imagine? Oh my god! <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, I mean, Chris did a lot of them back in the day. Um, I don't know. I mean, Ronda got choked out. It was weird. It's it's weird. This is just weird. I don't know. It was whatever. Yeah. Tabs. Oh, didn't somebody like run into the match at one point? Like, what was that? I don't even. Did they? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, we're just yeah, like. What? Me. Oh, I the think army. it was Logan Paul's co-host. Yeah, <laughs> he forgot his brass knuckles in the ring. <laughs> Wait, I forgot. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> they were diamond, diamond studded. <laughs> you had to go find them. Brass knuckles. Um, yeah. there was a tweet uh, or some sort of social media post today where it was like, "Shana got me into this, and now I've." You know, I have no reason to be here or something. No reason to be here. So it's like, I get it. If it's her last match, I suppose she wants to do it on T on pay per view and not on, you know. But it's like, why? Why so abrupt? Did she just decide to quit? She's like, fuck this, I'm done, and let's just write me out. I just, I feel like this past. I mean, don't get me wrong. When she came in, it was wild. I mean, I still remember she was wearing Roddy Piper's jacket. The reception she got that first ever match with Angle at WrestleMania 34, great match. Isn't yeah, it wild was. how we went from amazing where people people back then were like she's not going to do well, and then she had an amazing match that literally brought a pay per view to halt. She was literally putting Triple H in the you know, and again I think it speaks to the people around her making her look good. You know, she worked with like Angle and Triple H, who are both amazing workers. You can say what you want about Paul Levesque. And yeah, I get it, but he knows how to make people look good. Say what you will. So yeah, her debut at that at that at the, at the Rumble was amazing. And then you, you go and she has so much momentum. And then you know from there it just it kept like just like a lead balloon, you know. And I get I know some of it was the promos weren't working, and she wasn't she didn't have. It's funny she was. It's funny she's wearing a Roddy Piper's jackets, but if there's one thing he's known for his promos, and that's just she didn't really focus on. You know, you're, you're trying to honor his memory, but the promos are kind of struggling. So it's. It's unfortunate, um, but I still thought the build to WrestleMania 35, you know, first women's main event, she is a high-profile figure. I thought she brought, you know, a lot of mainstream eyeballs on her and Becky and Charlotte. She elevated them. So I do think there was some good with that run, but then the return after, like, you know, I think it was around me. I think, no, the return was at, oh, yeah, last, the Rumble at uh, St. Louis. Yeah, I remember I was there. Uh yeah, that return. But yeah, since then, it was just like lead balloon. Like, yeah, she's been back for over a year and a half. She's been back for over a year and a half, and it just it didn't live mm-hmm. up. I mean, the Charlotte Ronda mm-hmm. match at Mania, we were just like, what? You know, um, I remember, oh, Liv Morgan and her at uh, SummerSlam, and that, that weird referee botch finish. I know people were really pissed off about that. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, I know we want it. I know some fans like, we never got Becky Ronda in a singles it's, I don't even think I don't even think Becky wants that right now. I think that'll hurt her momentum, you know. If anything, um, yeah, I just yeah. There's no point to put them in a singles because you don't want either one of them to lose that match. You don't want anyone to lose that match, and this way Ronda gets to help out her teammate, someone who, you know, if we take anything away from this, you have Shayna, who is someone that is beloved by fans. She can be booked like a monster. She was booked like a great monster in NXT. And then just through bad main roster booking, just 
you know, I know she was in a tag at one point with Nia Jax. Am I remembering that correctly? Wasn't she? Yeah, they a, were tag team champions. They were tag team for a while, but again, like you would but think, okay, like two big, nothing. it's just two big girls. Like you could, you could do something with that potentially. You could elevate your tag team division just to have them run through everybody, but they didn't do it. So to me, hopefully, she Shayna got this big win over Ronda, capitalize it, play the momentum, play the heat up, make her just run through some people for a while. If nothing else, you can honor Rhonda's legacy like that, that. Hey, at least she put over her friend, the woman who allegedly got her into interest in wrestling, at least give Shayna some momentum out of this. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, you know, again, spinning the positive out of this. If Rhonda's and, gone, uh, but, spoiler, spoiler alert, but tonight on Raw, when she came out, the fans are chanting, thank you, Shayna. Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. Very. Um, but yeah, I felt like WrestleMania was building to a nice crescendo of WrestleMania. SummerSlam was building to a nice crescendo and then just lead balloon, just the air let out of the stadium, at least in the stadium, because like, you know, people are leaving, people are going it was like, awkward. It, it, it definitely felt like a bathroom break match. You know, um, I remember in my section, like I gone to the bathroom, then I came back, then other people started getting up midway through. Some people were like, I'm going to get food. Fuck this. Like it was very, a lot of anger in this, um, but yeah, I mean it's. By fine. the time you get to the concession stand, the match is over. Yeah, and you got to wait in line still. And that's the thing, though. It felt like such a long match, it, though. Definitely. It felt so. Oh, the concessions were horrible. I went to the concessions beforehand. Uh, I made the mistake of not eating before the paper for some reason. I just I couldn't. Not good, but I was also I wanted to get there because again the Tigers were playing. It was. It was a mess. I'm like, okay, I'll just get there and I'll find something to eat. But I get there and every restaurant is like packed out with lines. There's a there's a there's a restaurant called Mom's Spaghetti in Detroit. Yes, Eminem has a pasta place called Mom's Spaghetti in I know Detroit. This place. That's I know a, that's a real thing. Uh, a line cool. was literally longer than it was longer to get in there than to get into the stadium for SummerSlam. Holy shit! Like why? Like Mom everyone was just getting a lot of spaghetti that day. So, like, I was like, and here's the other thing, like, okay, you go into a bar with tip, pub, everything's going to be about $17, $18 anyways, which is what I, I spent, I spent like 15 for, like, you know, chicken tenders or whatever at the stadium. So, it's, I, I was looking at time and price, and, like, it's not that much difference, you know. I mean, you yeah. know what, at a restaurant, you're paying at least $10 for chicken tenders plus a tip. So, yeah, I mean. Plus tip, yeah. yeah maybe you pay $1 or $2 extra, but, yeah, that's not terrible. You know, and then I would have been scarfing down the food and rushing because you can't bring anything in, pal. Hell yeah, Vince is up. Um, yeah, so just it felt like I felt like the paper dropped off a little bit at this point. Point. Um, they were also just playing too many. I mean, again, it's that thing of in the arena, like every two seconds is a fucking commercial. Like the replay is sponsored by commercials. Like, just I, I do think the fans kind of. Uh, oh, here's another weird, interesting thing. Not weird, but just interesting. They were. Cutting to a watch party in Philadelphia, which is obviously the home of WrestleMania next year at 40. Uh, Detroit fans are not big on Philly fans, so there was a lot of just fucking <laughs> Billy uh, reactions in the in the stadium. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, you realize, and I at one point was going to say, like, they're doing WrestleMania. They're, you don't have to like the city. You just like WrestleMania, you know. <laughs> Uh, I believe Nikki Cross was at the. I read later she was at the Philadelphia watch party. Dang, Nikki Cross, a recent is... PhD grad. Uh, Nikki, Nikki. Oh Cross. yeah, you're right. Um, in the next match we had Gunther 
defending the Intercontinental title against Drew McIntyre. This is a pretty good match. 11 minutes and no, I'm sorry, 13 minutes and 40 seconds. Oof, felt a little longer than that. I, I, it, it started too slow for me. Uh, again, entrances were taken. I think that's the other big thing is entrances have really spread out a lot. I mean, again, well, you know, I mean, long, the aisle is super long. long. Yeah. The aisle is super long, but it's yeah. just like entrances don't need to be that long. Like, you know, um, man, like, yeah, just it started. To, I think also like Drew had given an interview where he was just like, uh, we're gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a stiff match. There's gonna be some drops, but we're gonna change the perception of what you think this match is gonna be. And I'm like, I don't think this changed any perception. It was just a hard hitting match. We know. Um, yeah, it's six year wheelhouse. I think Drew's entrance is a little, like just like I don't think he needs the sword anymore. Like I, I, I no, I like Drew. I think it's great that he's built built himself back up again as a main eventer, but. I don't think he needs the sword. The sword it's, a, it's a little cartoony. It's a little, it's a little too much, you know, yeah. with that sword. Um, but again, I'm, I'm, I, I actually went into this match thinking, yeah, Gunther's probably going to keep. There's no reason to take him off, take it off him right now. Like keep building him up to be this monster, you know. Um, I'm assuming Lesnar and Gunther will happen at some point, hopefully. If um, Lesnar's still around, right? Um. But it's not going to be for the IC title. That's that might be the. I know we had Kevin Callum on for the Bulletin episode, and he was just like, "Why can't it be for the IC?" I'm like, "Because it's Brock Lesnar. Is, Brock Lesnar should be the title. Like that's not. You don't need a title when you face Brock Lesnar. He yeah, is but a if title. you if you beat him though, you could defend the IC title in your in your mission of uh, you know be going through the whole. You roster. could easily do. That's just clever writing. You could have Brock Lesnar cause a distraction, and that's how he loses the title. You can even have it be a three-way, so Gunther doesn't even have to take a pin. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's how Gun- I think. If Gunther's going to lose at some point, it should be a three-way. So there's no reason for him to get pinned. I mean, someday he'll get pinned. Like he got pinned by by uh, Dragonoff in NXT UK. In NXT, yeah, guy. but he's, he's only been pinned. Guy. He's really only been pinned three times. Once, I believe, Dragonoff. Once I believe in Survivor Series 2019 because he was on the five on five team. Okay. Uh, I don't know who pinned him in that, so that that'd be interesting to see who pinned him. Uh, and then the third time was Braun Breaker, and that was a weird match because that was literally Braun Breaker had defended the NXT belt at uh, Stand and Deliver on Saturday. Then on Monday he won the no he lost the belt on Saturday, won it on Monday Night Raw. Then the next night on Tuesday he's fighting Gunther. Um. And he pinned Gunther clean. Hell yeah. To me, Braun would be the perfect, uh, which, again, what is he doing in NXT? There's no reason he can't come up. Um, I don't know what they're waiting for. Maybe just like the right spot. Maybe just the right time. Yeah, if they're not going to, I suppose if you're not, if you don't have any plans for him, then don't bring him up, certainly. But I think there's enough people he could face. Yeah. You could even put him in a tag. I mean, if Gargano's truly injured, like they say, Put him with Tommaso because they have a history together. Yeah, they do. That would be that'd be a good feud. Uh, any other thoughts on Gunther? And- no, not really. It was a good match. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I think yeah, like you said, it's time for Drew to kind of move on. How about you, Xavier? Any thoughts on uh, Gunther versus Drew? Yeah, good matchup. You know, big beefy meaty men. Uh, I agree with Pratik. It was it, in the beginning. It was a little. You know, like, I was like, oh, like, I'm expecting just, like, you know, just rampant, like, assault. But, uh, no, it was a good pairing. It was 
quick and uh you know i i assumed that uh gunther was gonna go over so i was i was pleased you know i was like all right cool I here's my question what do you do with drew now yeah i mean he he loses everything he says he's gonna win I guess yeah, he tough. has to win a feud somehow right <laughs> and somehow and yeah if you think about it he hasn't won i, mean, I think he won he beat sheamus <laughs> but he hasn't won a belt in front of fans and forever, like man. I mean, he had his moment in the sun, I guess, and yeah. without fans. That's, and... that's so sad, though. He was the it's... he was the Thunderdome champion. Thunderdome champion. I mean, you know, it's something, right? I mean, he was like the <laughs> pandemic champion, so it's like yeah, see, yeah, yeah, and, and for him, it. where he came from, like literally, like, and he had so much momentum in that twenty twenty, like man, like he just deserves something. That I guess too. I suppose he he did beat Corbin at thirty eight, which I did. See, I was there for that, but it just felt like a forgettable feud. And then he just went on to, oh, he's gonna. Well, they're gonna do the big UK pay per view, and that's where Drew's gonna he's gonna win it there. And then, and so it's yeah. just like, yeah, how do you? What do you do with him now? I don't know. Like you, oh, he's gonna AW. They treat him right there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be going to AW, pal. <laughs> Drew Galloway is all elite. <laughs> I think uh, it, it's like getting lightning in a bottle. I feel like, you know, maybe not just wrestling, maybe music, maybe comedy. I don't know. But let's say in this particular case, uh, it's a little unforgiving in the sense of like, you know, maybe LA Knight in this case too. I'm just going in all these different directions. If you're not, you know, striking or capitalizing, which sure they did during the pandemic, but like you can't, you can't recreate that, you know, hype, quote unquote. You can't yeah, go back true. to that, right? So it's like it's like the Cody thing. They can't go back to where they were. It's not the same, you know. It's not the same. That's a good point. So I don't know what you do with Drew at this point, and I know contractually, you know, there were rumblings that him resigning, there were, you know, a lot to do with money, a lot to do with creative. So where. Where do you go? I don't know. But, you know, he had a marquee match, so I'm sure he's somewhat pleased. But, yeah. I think he should challenge Claudio for the Ring of Honor title in the main event of Ring of Honor. Get him. Get him. (laughs) Get Tony Tony Khan on the horn right now. Hell yeah. I got him. Yeah. I just, I feel like Drew, he's such, he has this like look and thing to him where it's like if he were to go back to NXT, it would look, it would feel like a demotion. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. But it doesn't. It doesn't feel like that when Seth defends the heavyweight title there. It doesn't feel like that when uh, uh, Dominic goes there. It doesn't feel like well, that when Finn went, when Finn went back. It didn't feel like that either. But for him specifically, for some reason, with me, and I don't know if you guys are feeling that too, it yeah. does feel like a promotion if he goes back to NXT. Yeah, because yeah, he already he was the NXT champion. He wouldn't be treated like a legion because he's you know he's he's built also bigger. Like yeah, I suppose. Yeah, he's a former world champion on the big yeah, show. On a big show, he was he was the hand picked Royal Rumble guy. I mean, yeah, he beat the big show. Even he beat the, the he was the chosen one, dude. I mean, I suppose you could put him with Lesnar because they never had a in person like with fans fight. I think that could no, be no, didn't cool. they? What was that match they had at twenty one? Wasn't that uh, Brock and was that the rematch, Drew and uh, Brock? Drew and Brock only faced each other once, uh, and I was at the, the the that wasn't even the Thunderdome, that was the the the, the warehouse WrestleMania. <laughs> but no, I'm talking about 
Who who did Drew fight at WrestleMania when they had fans there for the first time? Because Drew was a Bobby Lashley. Now. Oh, it was Bobby. You're right. You're right. And he lost. And he lost. He loses all the opening. That was so bizarre because if you remember, it was a rain delay. So what they started doing is they had wrestlers cut promos randomly, and literally you see Drew go, "I'm a I'm about to win my title." It's rain. It's happening. Um. Samoa Joe's in a poncho. That's also very funny. We, we <laughs> yes. Classic. Classic. Uh, we had another match, Joe. guys. It was for the World Heavyweight title. Seth freaking Rollins. Ooh, tell us about it. Beats Finn Balor in 18 minutes and some odd seconds. How did that play in the... So uh, a friend of mine watched and he thought it was slow. No, two people told me it was slow from TV. In the arena, though, in the stadium, we were into it. Uh, from the build, the package. Again, shout out to production who puts together these packages. Very good recaps of everything. I mean, it might have been a little slow. I enjoy it, though. Um, the the psychology of Finn hitting that same uh, barrier powerbomb that, that ah. Seth hit him with. And Finn was going after the they- shoulder. Like they was, traded, they traded buckle bombs. Finn having seven written on the shoulder that he injured. Good uh, storytelling there. Yeah, and everybody's like, "You should have been the demon this time." Like, no, I don't want to see demon. Just give me Finn, the yeah, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just good psychology. They fought before the bell, if you remember, uh, which is very reminiscent. Oh yeah, of they did feuds. Um. Yeah, I thought there was just a lot of tension there, and then you don't know where is Damien, when's Damien gonna, uh, you know, <laughs> I was about to do my bad bunny, a hey, Damien, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not the host anymore. I'm not the host. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you don't know when Damien's gonna show up. Uh, uh, a lot of people were wondering uh, if mommy was gonna show up with Dominic, and that got a very big reaction in the stadium. It was like, "Yeah, mommy's here." You know, she didn't even have a match on the card. She was in. She literally got one of the bigger pops of the night, and she was on for two minutes. Travesty. It's over. I'm very uh, mad about Dominic Mysterio because Solo won the NXT uh, North American title, and they're like, "You can't have this title because you're on the main roster." Mm. Dominic wins, and they're like, "Oh yeah, here you go, have it." Um, I'm mad about that. Yeah, that I, I get, I get the frustration with that. I think it 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 works because he's he is generating like he's generating oh yeah, it bigger. does work absolutely. It's it it's working. Um, <clears throat> has he they're, defended it? But they're blatantly on... they're blatantly breaking a rule that they established like a year ago. Did he has he defended it on only he's only defended on NXT, correct? I think no, no, that's not true. He defended on the main event of SmackDown Ooh. against against uh Ali. Oh no, you're right. He defended against Sami Zayn on Raw. Oh, okay, that too. Yeah, yeah, so you defended against a few people, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you're right. Uh SmackDown. Yeah, literally in one week, kudos to, to Dominic. Who literally went from you know a swing set with Eddie Guerrero to he literally main evented all three shows in one week. Yeah, he did do that. Main event of Raw, main event of NXT, main event of SmackDown. Hell yeah, Dirty Dom, Dirty Dom. Vincent Man coined the phrase apparently. I believe it. Yeah, call him Dirty Dom. Damn it, call him Dirty. And he's also <laughs> like, I will say. He's 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 very technical. Like the matches are technical. They're not just like weird. Like oh, he's just running a couple spots. 
Yeah, you know, he's getting work. good, and his heel work is really his, his heel, heel work, work is really really good. He's a he's a little asshole. Yeah, he's great. I mean, he's getting it, like Baron Corbin wasn't getting this level of heel heat. He's getting real heat. Uh, the end of this match comes in. Rollins takes out Priest. Um, blackout for Dom. He runs. He hits the same blade. I don't know. I can't read this shit. But, he does a black. Um, he does a blackout on, on to Finn on top of the briefcase as well. Yeah, he hits the he hits him with the curb stomp on the briefcase. Yeah, is One, it blackout two, or curb stomp? I think he calls it stomp. They this this has written as blackout, but it is a curb stomp. Yeah, he was Tyler Black when he did the blackout. The blackout, yeah, and it's a good little homage to Black. Yeah, yeah, good match, good match, good match, good really psychology, good, match, actually. good tension. Um. Uh, were you the one who said somebody messaged me saying, I forgive me if this wasn't you, but somebody messaged me like, uh, why didn't just Rhea and Dom take out Seth right there and Damien cash in right there? Oh, no, I didn't say that. You didn't say that. Like, to me, it's like they're making Seth look because he, he actually already attacked Rhea and Dom earlier and made, and made them fall down. So I'm like, they're already down on the ground. It's okay. He doesn't, you know, you got to be strategic with your money in the bank cash in. You know? Exactly. Uh, did you see the uh, the uh, Alpha Academy commercial after this from Mike's Hard Lemonade? Yeah, it, it's very entertaining. Yes, it was great. Oh. I loved it. Yeah, he, my favorite part was when he's like, "I'm Mike. I'm Mike the Miz Mizanian," and then she's all, "What, Mark?" <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Mark good. means two <laughs> things, right? Yeah, it's the wrong mark. name, and it means that he's a fucking Mark. Man, fucking Mark. Smart that was mark. good. That was good. Uh, the next match we had a triple threat match: Oscar, Bianca Belair, and Charlotte for the WWE Women's Championship. A classic. It, to me, that's a WrestleMania match right there. Like, oh, yes, yeah. yes, it is. Absolutely. You had the story of Oscar losing to Charlotte, losing her streak. If you remember, thirty four. Mm. Uh, you had you know Oscar and Bianca were fighting. Uh, like good, good start. Uh, entrances, entrances took a long time, but once the match got going, it was great. Um, yeah, I actually missed the beginning of Asuka and Bianca at WrestleMania, so to me, I was like, I gotta stay for the entrances. I gotta watch everything. So it was still long, but I, I'm glad I stayed for it. Uh, technical wise, technical like just good, good like just they knew they knew the spots they were gonna do. Uh, it didn't feel redundant. Again, everybody was over with the fans. It was funny in my section. You had you had a lot of Oscar fans in my section, which I think people just wanted her to keep going. You know, yeah. Um, uh, I, along with a lot of the fans, uh, thought maybe the the way the camera cut on the screen, we thought the injury was real at one point. Ooh, you know what? Now, I mean, I'm it wondering. Looked, it looked like she really did a good job. Yeah. Did you if, could if, you if tell? Did it feel real? like at home it was fake? Or yeah. Real? No, I feel like it was real at first. I thought it was real. I don't know. And if it to was me, it was. But it it could have been real, maybe. But she, she was it wasn't. She did a good job. She did a good job. Uh, yeah. Like the way she was like, no, no, no. Like I literally, I've seen that look on other people. Like, oh man. Like she again, she deserves some acting credit chops for that. Uh. And maybe there was some real stuff there, you know, just the way the referees came down, like or the the trainers came down, it played well, good story. Um, and again, the fact that then they went to work on that knee was brilliant. You know? And or then, the uh, yeah, Charlotte got Bianca came back. Charlotte got her in the figure eight. Oscar came in, missed his Charlotte in the face, and then rolled up Oscar for the one two three. You got a meaty, 
You got a meaty mist, you guys. Yeah, Ugh. no, Charlotte got it right in the face. Ah. And then Bianca rolled up Oscar. One, two, three. Here's your winner, a new women's world champion. And for me, I'm like, wow, this is so cool because Bianca hasn't held that title. Like, it's so cool that she's getting this title for the first time. And then out comes Io Sky and Bailey. Uh, crush your dreams. Immediately. Uh, first thing that Io did, well, actually, not the first thing, but when she got in the ring, the first thing Io did was she hit Bianca with the briefcase, and then she cashed it in. Yep, yep. Yeah, she hit it with it. It was a stiff shot. By it was. Also, I like the way Bailey kind of was running down, like, I'm going to take out Charlotte. Like, fuck you, Charlotte. Like, I love how Bailey was just cleaning house on the side of the ring. It was very... Yeah, Bailey was taking care of the other two women. Keep them away. It was from cool, me. man. Yeah, it, it was, was perfect. Uh, it was perfect. I was happy. Yeah, I was very happy with that. Cashed in, became the the new, crowd was very EO Sky based. So, like, or like they were just very happy because they were like, they, a lot of wrestling fans who were like, oh, she's a journeywoman. She did deserves this main roster title. So, Giannis has been into her yeah. for a little while now. She's almost like yeah. the, the female LA Knight. Yeah. To a degree, so yeah. yeah the- no, it was great. Good reaction. Everybody was into it. People were like standing up. Uh, um, the music blared. It was like the right timing, everything. And of course, we talked about this at one point, Sam, this idea of uh, you know having Dakota come out at SummerSlam oh. You know, and I thought it was a good moment. You know, these. Oh this, yeah, these, that was a good moment. This faction was, was cool. created was last cool year well. at SummerSlam, and now this year they're celebrating. Now, one year later, yeah. It was cool. It was really. It was a really. I mean, eventually they're going to break up, but right now, I mean, you know, now that I'm looking, I mean, they could turn the whole group babyface. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's the champ now. Oh, yeah, they they really could. Oh, give give Dakota and Bailey the tag titles. Drape them in gold, man. I'm all about like faction dominance, dude. Like, I think that'd be great. I yeah. love that shit. But uh, yeah, that was a good moment, and yeah, great match. I'm a fan of Bianca. Oscar's cool. Charlotte's Charlotte. Charlotte, you know, and yeah, good match. Good way to finish. Yo, I was stoked. I didn't expect it because you never know, right? Like. With the with the cash ins, they can really go, you know, one or two ways. They can go either way, and this is actually my first time witnessing a cash in live. Oh yeah, see, that's another thing. That's what's so cool about like having your your point of view. You know, like you were there, so it's yeah. like it's like, going to sound different. I don't believe I went to, or either they just held it. Yeah, because Austin three held the title, and then Alexa cashed in that night. Yeah, so I've never even been a part of. Yeah, so. It's cool to see a cash in live, you know? Yeah. They come down with the briefcase. And apparently these guys and girls carry the briefcase everywhere. Like, it's like a carry-on. That's so crazy. I can't imagine. There's my briefcase. It looks like beat up. And you notice, too, like, they take, they use as a weapon, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. You got dents in it. You got paint scratching off. I wonder if you can put (laughs) stuff in it. I, th- I know Baron Corbin was on talk. This is back when talk is Jericho used to interview WWE people. And he yeah. was like, and Baron Corbin held a briefcase and he was like, yeah, you have to use it as a carry on now. So I put my, my cell phone charger on all. I have to put something. That's wonderful. That's great. Yeah, that's and nice. his is like, his was all like light blue and it just looked weird. He had like the SmackDown ones. So I remember that. It was like Foul's toy. Yeah. And that's all this um, awkward color. It does look like a toy. Um, yeah. yeah, so new women's champion. That's awesome. New women's champion. Congrats to EO. Congrats to Damage Control. But again, congrats to Becky for 
or excuse me, not Becky Bianca for you know getting her hands on the new title as well. You know, she Just had for it for eight, a few eight seconds. seconds. Eight seconds. Eight seconds. Yeah. Uh, and the next Jesus match we had Tribal Combat for Our not main just event. World, not just for the world title, but for also Tribal Chief title. At at literally at midnight, the main event. The no, the entrances started at eleven fifty. So yeah, the main event definitely didn't start till midnight. In that's Detroit right. Time. Wow, that's insane. Uh, it's so long, dude. What was the what was the what was the time for the the triple threat and for the main event? What were the times on that? Triple threat. Uh, was... The women's was twenty forty five, and the main event was thirty six oh five. The main event was over half hour. I did not really watch, and that's bell time. We're not about, even counting entrances. I, I didn't even watch the first maybe ten or fifteen minutes of it. Yeah, same. I was out back. Um, I just feel like, like the matches get better like towards the end. I mean, to me, it definitely started like I mean, most of Roman's matches now start like big fight feel where he stares down, he talks <laughs> shit. That's kind of a standard thing now. J- Jimmy came down with the with the uh, the Garland. I thought that was a good touch. Oh, Jay. Um, Excuse me, yeah, Jay, not Jim. <laughs> I better get that right. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah, Jay comes down with the garland. I thought it was a good touch. Uh, the promo package was really good because I missed a few of the promo segments from some of the weeks, so it was good to see everything live uh, in the arena. Uh, Roman comes down. Roman takes his time. I felt like Roman's entrance was almost like 20 minutes. <laughs> Dude, it, it drags. Heyman yeah, uh, is no longer, this is a big thing to note, uh, up until like I think some of or maybe the SmackDown, Heyman would carry the other two old titles. He did not bring down the two titles this time. He only Ooh. brought down the one. I noticed that, yeah. I don't They're not bringing all three down, which to me, I thought that was cool. I thought that was a nice little touch, like the belt collectors. Like that. The other two are just like for promos. For promos, maybe, or something. Oh, yeah. We'll see now. We'll um, find out on Monday, or on, on, on Friday, when they do uh, the Travel Chief Celebration or whatever they're doing. Yeah, whatever they're doing. Um, I was expecting. I thought maybe like Alpha Seeker, like Rikishi would come out. Like I was expecting. Yeah, somebody like different tribal right? elders, tribal this and combat. Like oh, maybe someone will come out. You know. So uh, no like one... cutting to the end of the thing here. Uh, Jay Jay Uso had this match one. It looked like you know he hit Roman with the splash one two. He gets pulled out. The dude has his back to Jay. He turns around to Jimmy, and a lot of people online are very upset going, oh, this makes zero sense. It does make zero sense, but like, let's see where they go before we, before we, you know. Let's see where they go to. Let's see why. We've already said multiple times in interviews, we would like to face, our dream is to face each other at WrestleMania. How do you get to there? You have to do something. Yeah, let's see why, why Jimmy did it. Because if you think back, uh, whatever, I don't remember what show it was. Jimmy was the first one to super kick Roman. And Jay was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then Roman was making Jay choose, and Jay chose Jimmy. And then they put Jimmy on the shelf, and now Jimmy's back, and he's with Roman. That's fucking crazy. I think it's going to be less about Roman, and I think it's going to be more about, like, you're always the superstar, and I'm the second fiddle. You I think be trouble, wait, maybe I want to be trouble chief. <laughs> you know? yeah. Maybe I want to play Roman at the more about that. I, I think, I, you know, what I think is going to happen now after all the, like, especially because you saw in the match, again, I like that Solo did not come out. I like that he, he kind of showed up in the middle, uh, brawling in the arena, which I don't know if anybody noticed, but like normally when like wrestlers brawl in like the fans, like 
like security will come slowly, but you don't see them. They were like blatantly there because I guess some dude was trying to touch them when they got right into the crowd. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh no, not really. Like, some guy was like some fan was trying to touch him, and so like security came up right in the middle. Literally, it looks like a guy is like trying to. I'm I'm watching the fight. You don't get to. It looked very. It just looked very bizarre on the on the screen with us, you know, in the in the stadium. But good 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 reveal of Solo. Good reveal of Jimmy. Like they didn't just pop up out of nowhere. There were points to it. Good. Yes, it was 36 minutes, but also like it was. It was like oh, it's a combat match with world weapons. They gave us some weapons. They gave us a kendo stick. They gave us uh, some uh, a throwback to the Samoan strap matches. They gave us a strap. Uh, yeah. I wanted some light tubes and pizza cutters. <laughs> well, uh, maybe on the TNT network. You know, we'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah. During the Pizza Hut commercial or whatever. Yeah, that's still the funniest fucking thing ever. Is Jericho getting sliced in the middle of a Domino's commercial? Um, so all in all, you guys, uh, how was SummerSlam? I was I was happy with the main event because again you can't just have Jim Jay win and where do you go from there? So to me, yeah, you can't have Jay win. I mean, in my in my little like brain of like, oh, the Rock's gonna come out. I'm still holding out for the Rock to appear, but I did not expect it as much as this. So to me, it's like the next logical thing was I kept thinking like, okay, there's gonna be shenanigans. Who's gonna? And it would be it would have been stupid to do solo ruining and interfering again because they've done that too many times now. So to me. Maybe Jimmy will turn. So I literally had that thought in the middle of the match. Like maybe Jimmy will come out and be a bad guy. I well, think we talked that, about that last week, Xavier, that maybe Jimmy would turn. Yeah. You need something to get in between Jay if he's not going to win the title. So this is a right, good a reason for Jay to lose. I could also see at one point, I liked what they did with Solo where he got speared instead. And then he played it up like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, uh, and then Roman were, goes, are you about to turn on me right now? Are you turning on me? Roman does a real – you can call him Joe. You can call him Roman. You can call him whatever. But he's really good at the in-match type, talking, in-the-match, shit-talking, in-match psychology. Like, you know, when he took the kendo stick and, like, tried to use Jay's neck on it, and then, like, Jay breaks that kendo stick over his neck. Like, there's a lot of, like, those little touches, you know. Like, you know Roman, Roman after me? is a pro wrestler. He knows – what he's doing and he's good at he's it. clearly gearing up for hollywood because he his acting like in ring acting part is very good yeah his dialogue is great dialogue match dialogue really everything like he the scowls he give he played to the couple times and the crowd was chanting like fuck you and he was like playing to it like he yeah yeah he's a pro yeah, as long as uh, Sami Zayn's not in the same movies then he won't break character <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was very happy. I mean, yeah, it was a little long. It was a little tiring because, again, by the time we got out, by the time the – the just when the match ended, it was 1230. I probably got out of the state. I probably left my seat at 1245. Uh, probably got filter out, out, yeah. Filter out. I probably didn't get out of the stadium until, like, 105. Uh, Ubers surged for two hours. What I did end up doing, if people want to know, this is a tip if you go to a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam or whatever – Try to look up bars or restaurants in the area. Hold out there until Uber goes down. But what I did was I looked up the MGM Grand Detroit Casino. I went to the casino because I knew food court would be open. There would be a lot of charging stations, bathrooms. They don't question bathrooms at a casino. you know. So I would recommend to people try to look up casinos, hotels. Yeah, so I'm going to hang out for a little bit. You're going to have to hang out because when I got out of the stadium, guess how much Uber was? Well, a lot, like, yeah, like 205. 205. 
I was thinking like 75 too, but damn. Yeah, it was like 75. Confidently too. That's crazy. Dude, when I used to work at the the hotel, uh, people would call the hotel going, can you call me an Uber? Can you call me an Uber? I'm like, no, I can't call you an Uber. And the Ubers would refuse to pick people up from the uh, from Levi Stadium because it was so crowded with people. Oh yeah, you, you're not. Oh, <laughs> you, you're gonna have to go at least two miles down the road. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So when I, I mean, went to WrestleMania 15 or uh, in 2015, WrestleMania 31, my cousin actually drove his car and parked in the parking lot. But still, we went to like Carl's Jr. down the street, and like it was a long ass line. We got in line at Carl's Jr. and ate some food. Dude, yeah, like he's also to trying arena, to get out of a walk, walk back to the stadium and got his car and drove out. You know, <laughs> I know people who got parking passes or maybe they got a free pass or something. It's a hassle trying to get out of the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, no, too. you're like, stuck in there for at least an hour. Yeah, so to me, it's like you get stuck waiting or you get stuck in the parking lot. Like I don't. Right. If you're gonna wait, don't wait in the parking lot. Go wait at Carl's we, Jr. What did we do for for San Antonio? We. For San Antonio this year, Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, we ended up like our hotel was twenty minutes walk. We just were like, well, first we went to a Denny's to because I had to use the bathroom, and the Denny's the line was at the door, but the bathroom line wasn't. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna use the bathroom, and then we were like, it's another fifteen minutes home. Let's just walk home. We just walked home. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, at that point, you yeah, you might, yeah. might as well. And all the again, it was still like a hundred dollars for any Uber or Lyft. I was like, fuck that. Uh, oh, yeah. For WrestleMania, wow. the first night, night one, we went, we found a casino. Uh, shout out to Chris Damon who found the casino. We walked to that casino. So I literally just copied that. And then the next night, shout out to a comic, Rivers Langley. He had his like white van. He does like tour groups or whatever. So he has van. He'd come for night two. He got a free ticket for night two. Uh, and he was like, oh, let me just go get my van. And then he like, luckily, like he parked it like it was, it literally took 10 minutes. So on night two, we got out of there within 10 minutes. It was bizarre. Like he nice. somehow found a spot like right by SoFi or something. And like, oh, there was a metal band at, at, for night two. There was a metal band playing in the parking lot, actually. Uh, That's sick. It was Dang. great. They were just like, oh, we're going to take advantage of this. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're going to they're gonna be waiting to get out of the parking lot anyways, right? Might as well wait playing their songs. And they played. I think they did something to avoid maybe like police were like, they played inside the van and just kind of opened up the doors and the windows. <laughs> I don't know if Xavier, have you ever done that before? But that sounds wild. That does sound yeah. wild. I, I, and then I've if the cops come, things. you just close the door and turn it you off. Close, like, yeah, they you weren't doing, close we doing anything at all. <laughs> My friend's band played inside of a U-Haul once. That's Oh, that's dope. That's pretty fucking cool. I saw Papa Roach inside Tower Records. That's fun. That's, that takes the cake. That's that pretty wild. dope. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, well, it's getting late, you guys. So let's go ahead and wrap it up on that SummerSlam. Put a book on that. SummerSlam, biggest boy. party of the summer. Um, I hope everyone had a summer, good SummerSlam weekend. Uh, but again, to me, the party is for the summer is not over because you have all in in a couple of weeks and then you have all out, which – um, I might be going to all out because clearly I don't watch enough shit. I'm is just it in I'm, Chicago. Where is it? It's it's in Chicago. No, I'm I'm thinking of going because the United Center is famous, funny enough for '94 SummerSlam, which featured uh Brett and Owen in a cage, and also Undertaker versus Fake Undertaker. If you remember that, yeah, good times. Yes. Good times. Yes. Uh, but they just haven't had a lot of wrestling at United Center, and that's obviously where Punk came back and did his return. I've yet to see Punk at United Center. Um. So I uh, part of me wants to go to that. Now I should be in town. Uh I'll be doing shows. So, you know, Oops. you know, we'll we'll try to do some shows and we'll try to 
have some fun with with all out. So yeah, and that's that's early, that's, that's early September, Canada right? Plan. September third, actually. Wow, and the August twenty seventh and September third. August twenty seventh, September third, and also it's been announced Survivor Series will be at Allstate. Uh, they're gonna oh. they're gonna yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm gonna go that. We'll see. I, w- I would be nice to do all the big four, so that's tentative plan. But also like five wrestling events in one year. <laughs> that wallet is. Uh, I say uh, go all in. Just go to all in. All oh, start yeah. a press pass, dude. Then you do all in English in the UK. <laughs> oh, all into the UK. You're yeah, really, you're really doing comedy in English. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, Dude, that'd be so rad. That would be that cool would be to go. Um, yeah. And you know that card's gonna be great. Um, oh man, they're they're building it up. MGF, Adam Cole, uh, FTR challenge the Young Bucks on Collision tonight. Samoa Joe Ooh. challenge CM Punk. Ooh. Yeah. No. It's- what? Spoiler alert. I think somebody cut out. Sam's muted. <laughs> You're muted. I think we lost Sam. I think we did. I mean, do we want to wrap it up then ourselves? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll start wrapping <laughs> yeah, it up. If Sam tunes in, he'll he'll. <laughs> He's trying so hard. I feel bad for him. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for coming down to our old little steakhouse quarrel time. Uh, uh, I've been Vinod McMahon. <laughs> well, I was, well, I am. Oh, yeah, our, our big old Williams joke. we got to get we Williams do. t-shirts for real. That's got to be the next one. Um, yeah, Williams. We have a plethora. Good God, good God. Business is about to pick up. Is it working or is it still not working? Now it's working, yes. Okay, okay. Welcome back, dude. I don't know what happened. I said, your microphone is not working. Check your connection or try a different microphone. Mm-hmm. I was like, you son of a bitch, Zoom. Uh, <laughs> no, but I was saying with Samoa Joe, uh, he beats Repentico in like eight seconds. And they're like, this is the fastest match in the history of Collision. Yeah, Collision's like a month old. <laughs> yeah, it's been four weeks. There's no history. They're like a month old. So, yeah. 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 And anyways, uh, so he picked the microphone. He's like, CM Punk, we have unfinished business. There's a big match coming up in you know, UK, you know, all in or, you know, whatever he said. And he's like, I'm challenging you. A roll-up doesn't cut it. So we'll see. A roll-up doesn't cut it. Because <laughs> yeah. remember, Punk rolled him up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, part of me is like, save that for All Out next week. I'll be there. No, you're going to see the aftermath of that. No, yeah. I want the match. <laughs> Don't we'll do see. that in the UK. We'll see who the real world champion is by the time All Out comes. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see. Oh, maybe you can do a four-way. Cole, MJF, Punk, Joe. Oh, no, the That's real world fun. champion. The yeah. X title. The X division title. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I Part of me thinks, okay, I want to say this because I wasn't, I've been on a few episodes. Him spray painting the X, it, yes, there was like Hogan and all, but maybe he's in for a long Hogan reign. I hope so. I hope he is. Because it's a fake title anyway. So I hope that he holds yeah. it for a long time. And, and he make him play heel on it. And it's annoying. Like he's, yeah. the politicker. Yeah. he's the politicker champion. Like, what if he just did, like, because he, you know, he hates Hogan. Like, CM Punk is openly, like, not a big Hogan fan. Like, he just starts becoming this Hogan type character, like, interfering with matches and blah, blah, blah. Like, I could almost see him doing that as, like, a. Like, eating muffins at the press conference and talking shit. Yeah. I can see that. Get out of here. Yes, let's all go home. I mean, I, 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 I dies again. 
<laughs> I have to fly in four hours, which is insane. Um, not four hours, five hours. <laughs> I'll get, I'll get a little bit of sleep. Um, yeah, at Prithi Comedy, uh, PrithiComedy.com, uh, bunch of dates are coming up. Some international, some not. We'll see. Have Ooh. to get some uh, you know, stuff figured out uh, <laughs> so that I can go overseas. Uh, I do plan on being, uh, if you are in the Chicagoland area, I have shows in L.A. most of August, uh, but I am going to be in Chicago for a few weeks, potentially for All Out, and we are going to try to do a show with Kevin Kellum, who was, who was on this show. We're going to try to do like some sort of like after-party All Out thing. We're trying to figure that out right now. So stay dope. tuned, Apathy Comedy, and support uh, my two uh, Gimmick Street co-hosts, uh, Sam Medina and Xavier, uh, and let's Let's support each other and have a good night. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Lord Xavier. You can find me on Twitter at Xavier Venom. And my link tree is there with all my helpful information. And yeah, support the boys, catch critique and Sam both on a stage near you. Hell yeah. You can find me at Buggy Sam Medina across the board. I got a link tree with all that fun stuff as well. Uh, go click on that. Follow the show, like us on all the iTunes and Spotify, all that fun stuff, and give us lots of five star reviews. I think there's some five good star. reviews on, on on Spotify, but I can't see them. Yeah, I can't see them either. I see that there's yes, like, please uh, review us on yeah. iTunes and Spotify. Those reviews help our uh, channel. So yeah, five stars, baby, like RVD. Uh, oh, we, we're gonna talk about him too, but we didn't get a chance to. But we'll talk about him soon. We'll do that next time. All right, take care, everybody. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah.